The Xbox Showcase has been officially announced by Microsoft alongside of the Starfield Direct, and they are promising a very good show. At the very least, they are claiming that there will be much more gameplay from Starfield along with interviews and behind-the-scenes information. Now, we obviously know that Starfield is a big focus, but what about the rest of the games that we haven't heard about for quite a while? What do they need to bring to this showcase in your opinion? Well, I think there are three big categories that they're going to need to speak to. And I put all the good information right here at the beginning of the video so you don't have to go looking for it. It's sort of an opening monologue and then I discuss it with the live audience. So be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these shows. So before the dust has even settled on the Redfall situation, Xbox is driving focus to the Xbox Showcase and the Starfield Direct. The gaming press and Xbox fans alike are looking to the Showcase to deliver a lot. If you actually are looking at this Showcase, you might consider all of the games up to now that have been announced that we haven't heard from in a while. From my perspective, we need strong showings for more than just Starfield. Many people are just looking at Starfield forgetting about all of the other things Microsoft could talk about. A lot of the games have gone quiet, which is totally fine, but it's probably start time to it's probably time to start pulling out the big guns. The first party studios that haven't said or done much and 2023 and 2024 should be a great time for their projects to start landing. At the very least, it would be time to start marketing them and getting everybody ready for those very very long awaited and coveted release dates. For some, it might feel like too little too late, but Microsoft has a lot of studios and a lot of property. It's time to start bringing them out and delivering first party games. So I want to walk through three sections. First, the games that we need to hear from or the games that I think we're going to hear from. I'm going to give you an update, everything we kind of know about where these games are and why I think they may or may not be at the showcase. There's a lot. Second, what's going on with Game Pass? Will they be increasing the price? Will they be updating it, changing it, or adding more value? And lastly, I do feel that Starfield has the deck stacked against it because there is so much that could potentially come and everybody's expecting Starfield to save the year. I don't want to revisit too much about what I already said about Redfall and Starfield, but as I looked at what could potentially show up in the showcase, I think the Starfield Direct will have its work cut out for it. So let's start with all the games that we may hear from, all the games that we know about so far. I'm going to start with sort of what's most likely to be there and work my way down to what's least likely to be there. So up first, and I put it on the thumbnail because this is the one I'm looking for, Hellblade 2. And this one makes me nervous for a variety of reasons. It just showed up in a Game Pass trailer and everyone is speculating that it may be showing up this year, which I think would be incredibly too fast. I really hope that that is not true. According to the Ninja Theory CEO, in the middle of 2021, when they released a new trailer, they were doing a sort of circuit of interviews, and he said that they had not entered full production yet. That's not that long ago. That's two years ago, and they weren't even in full production. Early this year in 2023, they were still 
doing motion capture. That would be a dev cycle for a very ambitious Unreal Engine 5 game in less than three years if it arrives in 2023. So I hope we get a look at Hellblade 2. I think Hellblade 2 is a great piece of property for Microsoft to own. I think it's a it's a win for them if that thing can come out and be really, really good. But in the wake of Redfall, it's concerning to think that this thing might be getting rushed out as well. I would hope for a late 2024 or 2025 release. It's far better for the gamers and your ecosystem for games to show up when they're supposed to. I'd rather have them give four or five years of a dev cycle than just two or three. That seems incredibly short from everything that we know about dev cycles of big games. Now, it's not necessarily a big game, but... It's ambitious with what they're trying to do with the Unreal 5 engine. There's a huge difference, and Redfall, I think, is just all the proof we need about what happens when you launch a game too early. It's even more problematic when your game is, number one, a sequel, and number two, ambitious. Hellblade 2 checks both of those boxes. But I think this is one of the most likely games to be at the showcase because there's a lot of intrigue and a lot of potential for show-stopping graphics. The next game that I think will be there is Avowed, a first-person perspective RPG set in the same universe as Pillars of Eternity. It's from Obsidian, and it's in production alongside Outer Worlds 2. It first showed up in July of 2021 during an Xbox showcase, and there were rumors that they were aiming for a late 2022 or early 2023 release window. Well, that obviously has not happened. It's, it's May of 2023, and we don't have any whispers from Avowed, right? This is heightening the speculation that there will be this sort of surprise turnaround release date. They'll talk about Avowed, and then the release date will be quickly after that. According to other leaks, it was going to be a totally open-world game, and it's going to be larger than Skyrim. It'll also feature a real-time weather system, according to the leaks. Now, I think this is very likely going to be at the showcase and with a release date. If the leaks are to be believed, then this thing's got to be nearing its end, okay? But I'm not making promises. I'm just making guesses. But from everything we've seen from Avowed, I would imagine they would want to bring it out, show it off, and finally give us a release date. Unfortunately, I think a lot of the games that are going to show up at this showcase are not going to be landing in 2023, and people need to be okay with that. You need to see how many games are underneath that Microsoft umbrella, so that way you can see just how much potential they have. It's better to let it bake than to rush it out. The next one is a bit of a toss-up because the release date, it might be a sore subject, but I would imagine you would want to market this during the summer when everybody's paying attention to you, Forza Motorsport, okay? We know that these showcases love car games. Forza is always a great showing. And even though they missed the first half of 2023, it was supposed to land in that window according to last year's showcase. I would still imagine they would want to give it another push. It would be a great time to cement the release date, reemphasize when it's coming, and show the game off. It's just a good look for your brand to have really strong titles, especially considering, as I said, a lot of the games coming to the surface that we're finally going to hear from, they're unlikely to land in 2023, and at least they'd be able to have a, hey, it's coming out in a couple of months release date. They're going to get to say that about Starfield, and it'd be good to also say that about Forza Motorsport. 
Next up is Gears. I do think we'll hear from the Coalition. The last we heard from the Coalition, they were kind of moving everything to Unreal 5. In April of 2022, they had that cinematic trailer, The Cavern. It was sort of showcasing the Unreal 5 engine. So, you know, we're we're now in May of of 2023. It's been a year. Uh, They also did an Alpha Point demo with the Unreal Engine in July of 2021. So, seems like every year they kind of like to come to the surface and just show off what they're doing. So, it's been about two years. Not sure how much they would have to show, but I could see the Coalition being involved, maybe showing off some of their Unreal Engine process, maybe show off how much they've gotten accomplished with Unreal Engine in the Gears game that everybody is assuming that they're building. So I think you might see the Coalition there, at the very least, just to show off more Unreal Engine process. That just gives people confidence in the Xbox Series X as a strong console. Right now, the confidence in the console strength is waning given what happened with Redfall and the giant question mark surrounding Starfield's performance. Next up is State of Decay 3. Since State of Decay 2 launched in 2018, it's likely very close to the time that we're going to start seeing marketing about the next game. We've already seen marketing, but I would mean like actual marketing, gameplay, release date, things like that, because the State of Decay 3 announcement trailer debuted in the 2020 showcase. So that's three years ago. Since the trailer was just cinematic, we don't know where the dev cycle was, but I would assume it was at least a year underway when the last game lands in 2018. I could see them maybe starting development or at least doing some pre-production in 2019. Well, that would mean we're in the fourth year of the dev cycle. If we're in the fourth year of the dev cycle, that's kind of a great time to cut out a vertical slice. You're close to the finished product or an approximation of where it'll be, and you also probably have a release date. I could see it landing in 2024 if, again, development started around the time that I'm speculating. That would put State of Decay 3 six years after the last game. I think that's a great window for development. Five to six years, you put that in between your games and your sequels, and I think that's a winning combination. Now, some games are getting their sequels out faster than that using existing assets and engines, so maybe State of Decay 3 could be a surprise launch this year. I'm not going to hold my breath on any surprise launches, but the window of time would certainly allow for it. That leads to my next one. Outer Worlds 2. The first Outer Worlds released in October of 2019. That was four years ago. So, four years after the previous game, as I just said, sequels are pulling that off because they can use existing assets and the existing engine. The Outer Worlds 2 trailer first showed up during the Xbox showcase in 2021. So, that's two years ago. Starting to feel like a monsoon of Xbox games might be just around the corner. If you're listening to all the games I'm listing and how they might might start talking and might start pushing out games, we might actually see this wait until meme turn into a reality. Keep in mind, this is in production with Obsidian alongside of Avowed. Now, that will not really hurt either game, but it means they're going to potentially want to space them out with respect to release dates. If Obsidian's working on both Avowed and Outer Worlds 2, I could see us getting Avowed in the next eight months or so, and then you'd push Outer Worlds out a little bit further than that. I saved the last three because... I I, want to mention one before I get to the last three, but 
the last three to me are the least likely to be there in any substantive way and I'm actually going to say the last four so the next four games I'm going to talk about I think it's incredibly unlikely that they're at the showcase All right, and I almost forgot about the first one Perfect Dark it's been rebooted by Crystal Dynamics and that's part of the reason why I don't know if you're going to see it It was first announced during the Game Awards in 2020 and is being published by Xbox Game Studios. According to Games Radar, the initiative, the company that was making it, they were formed in 2018 and the studio has spent a number of years staffing up for its game to hit the Series X and PC and Series S. It means that despite being announced in 2020, the Perfect Dark reboot is still in the early stages of development. So why would it be in the early stages of development? Well, some things happen. A report from VGC notes that as much as half of the core development team of Perfect Dark left production in 2021, prompting Crystal Dynamics to be brought in as co-developers, which fundamentally led to what many are calling a reboot. That's not excellent for your game or your production or bringing it to market. If they were going to be developing this game on that timeline of, you know, they form in 2018, we would maybe be close to the game coming out. But in early 2021, they lost their design director to Insomniac. Design director Drew Murray left Perfect Dark in early 2021 to join Insomniac Games. Now that led to an unknown number of staff leaving. Now VGC is saying at least as much as half have walked out the door, okay? It's a lot of people. That's pretty bad for your development. Now this led to an unknown amount of staff not being there, which meant there's an unknown delay on the game. What's going to happen to it? Then in 2022, they lost their game director. Okay, this doesn't bode well for Xbox to have another studio losing directors and losing talent. So even though I really want to see Perfect Dark, it's only been two years since the mass exodus, and it's only been one year since they lost their director. So I wouldn't hold my breath on Perfect Dark. The next in this group of games that I don't think will be at the showcase is Everwild. In June of 2021, it was reported that Everwild had been rebooted after the creative director left. Another sign of trouble, I think, of studios under Xbox is they keep losing creative directors. I've continued to say that's linked to how they treat video games. I think their corporate policies, their policy about contract workers, look at what happened to 343, I think it drives creative directors away from the company because Microsoft treats everything like software and creative endeavors like video games don't really work underneath those constraints. So creative director has left you know two years ago that would mean it might be a bit too early to see anything substantive from everwild since just two years ago it was rebooted and when you reboot a game because the creative director leaves that's pretty tectonic the everwild announcement trailer hid in 2019 so this one will be a disappointment for many if it stays in the shadows for another year it was announced four years ago you would expect once you get four or five years out from the announcement I would expect to start seeing things, gameplay, slices, uh, you know, trailers, release dates. However, I think it's better to talk about games that are closer to their windows of release. And if Everwild was two plus years into development and rebooted, it would be, you know, something maybe to remind people about it, show up, remind people you're making it, but that's about it. I I don't think they're going to show a lot of this game because it's probably not very long in development. 
and the next in this group that I don't think will be there, and yes, I'm going to say it, Fable. I I have serious doubts that we will get much from Fable this year, if anything. Unless they want to really force a slice of gameplay out to put concerns to rest, because there were rumors and people saying that the game was in a bad state. If they want to put that to rest, maybe they force out gameplay. Maybe they make everybody say, hey, look how great this game looks to sort of quell those concerns. There's just too many rumors about dev troubles and engine troubles for it all to be completely made up. If I've learned anything this year, wherever there is smoke and rumors of problems, it's likely worse than what we are hearing. Just look at Redfall in this case. So, if all the rumors are false and Fable's doing great, then awesome. That means we'll likely get to see something. But my gut tells me that that is not the case and that Fable will not be mentioned. Also keep in mind, according to recent rumors, Hellblade 2 and Avowed are the next big releases. Those are sort of the next ones on the docket. Fable is just entering full production according to things that we have heard. Last, and certainly not least, Arc 2. There were rumors that Arc was getting pushed into 2025. It has already been delayed to 2024. I don't even think a lot of people knew that. I saw people on Twitter being shocked that like, oh, it's getting delayed. There were rumors it was getting delayed again. Now, they're being denied. I, I, it's not a super strong denial. There was a follow-up email from a spokesperson that said the 2025 date was likely just likely just a typo. That's not the strongest denial that I have heard, but it's a denial nonetheless. Given that this game was included in the image in 2022, where Xbox said, hey, this is coming in the next 12 months, this is one more sore spot for the community. It's just not showing up. Microsoft seemingly, I really think, spoke out of turn during the showcase, the Xbox Bethesda showcase in 2022. So bringing that up right now, since it got bumped to 2024, might be a bit of a sore spot, so they may leave ARC 2 out of the picture. It really feels like the Xbox Bethesda showcase in 2022 was a lot of Microsoft speaking out of turn, but it means that this year they may have to be more careful in what they show and in what they promise. So, that's all the first-party games that I think we'll hear about, alright? There's no real need to speculate about second- or third-party relationships. Microsoft doesn't have a ton of great third-party relationships right now, so maybe they've got some surprise announcements uh, about non-first-party games. So, what about Game Pass? So, that's all the games! That was a lot, okay? What about Game Pass? When it comes to Game Pass, there's a variety of things that I would like to see from Xbox. First, changes to value and structure. Slamming the surface with indie titles I think is great, but you need a hierarchy if the first party cadence is about to pick up. If you're ever going to pick up that cadence and you start delivering bigger first party titles, you need to treat indie titles a little bit differently in my opinion. I think indies should be added to Game Pass in a category called indie demos. So many people already use Game Pass to try indies that they never would have tried to begin with. That's just something that people say all of the time. They're like, oh, yeah, I I I would have never tried all these little indie titles. Well, that's great. You probably didn't support the game, buy the game, or finish the game. It's just sort of a great way for you to sample. Maybe one out of ten, you're like, here's a shining one that I really liked. Okay, well, why not create a funnel where people can still do that? And then if they like the indie 
they can buy it (laughs) like you're still getting that value and you would only be buying games that you enjoyed what a concept right xbox arcade was great for this my wife and i bought a lot of smaller titles back then after trying them out my wife and i were constantly downloading these games and we were constantly dealing with this like oh let's let's try this one let's try that one listen let me tell you not all co-op games are equal okay it's nice to be able to try them out now somebody is saying arc 2 is already being pushed to spring that 2025 spring rumor uh has actually been shot down by somebody from the company they said it was a typo so now if they did this it would allow breakout indie games to make more money they could create more revenue for xbox while still maintaining the value of i get to try lesser known games second that's what i think they should do with indie titles on game pass i think they should go into an indies demo funnel to motivate the purchase of indie games rather than just trying them out and never supporting them throwing them over their shoulder this would also mean if they did this microsoft wouldn't have to write as large of a check because they could say listen if you're going to be in the game pass indies funnel we're going to write you a check to do that because it does potentially minimize sales because people are going to get to try your game and they don't have to buy it but if your game is good it'll lead to sales so microsoft might not have to pay as large of a sum to some of these smaller studios second there's continued speculation about day and date i've seen people speculating like are they going to remove day and date from xbox game pass right i i don't think they could do that i don't think that they would do that all right a lot of big titles are coming and you know let's try to make money out of those titles you know game pass is already plateaued it really wouldn't hurt it I'm not compelled by that. I don't think they can mess with day and date. But I think my idea about endemic early access would be a great middle ground. They already give you a discount on the games that are on Game Pass, but it doesn't really make any sense. Who's going to spend $54 or $63 on a game when right next to that button is install this game with Game Pass? It just doesn't stand to reason that anybody's going to use Game Pass to buy a game at a discount when they can just install it and spend no money. I'm telling you what would work, though, is people that want to get in as early as possible you'd be able to maintain day and date you'd say listen you can play this game day and date on game pass or you can buy it discounted for a week of early access if you're on game pass cash in on that discount and we'll let you play the game one week early they could start doing this sort of game pass has you covered slogan whether you buy lots of games or try lots of games game pass has you covered right i'm writing you a great slogan all right that's fantastic whether you buy lots of games or try lots of games game pass has you covered because you have two types of people out there there are people who buy lots of games there are people who try lots of games there are people who want to be in that game moment one and if the release date is on the 8th You could let everybody play on the first, one week early. If they have Game Pass, they just have to buy the game, 
right? We know early access is a big motivator. People are pre-ordering. They're buying deluxe editions now because they want that early access. Make that endemic to Game Pass and you could create an ecosystem of purchase. It would be a value add, okay? People would be like, wow, I can play all these first-party games early. These amazing third-party indies, right? When multi-plat games start landing, Microsoft could say, hey, listen, we're going to cut you a check, we're going to throw you on Game Pass, and people might buy your game and play it a week early. Now, they'd have to negotiate that with the publishers and the developers for multi-plat games, because then you'd have games hitting Xbox a week early through Game Pass, but what a great marketing beat that would be if they could negotiate that with the games. That would be the only major question. Now, this is all tied to the third thing on everybody's mind about Game Pass. Will the price increase? Okay, This is going to be a tough hill to climb for Xbox because Phil Spencer all but confirmed the price will go up eventually. And subservice prices are increasing across the board. Nobody's immune to this. I'm not singling out Game Pass. Okay, But without the Activision Blizzard deal, it's going to be a harder sell. Right, I think couching a lot of this in all the things I've discussed would add value. It would help. If you add a bunch of new ways to benefit from Game Pass, then the price increase wouldn't feel out of the blue. It would feel connected to it. We have a whole new thing now called Indie Demos. We have Early Access cash in on those discounts, right? You would make people feel like Game Pass is increasing in value and therefore it's, it's okay for the price to go up. You'd still upset people, but at the very least, the people sticking with you would feel like, hey, my price went up, but they're giving me more than I had a month ago. It would feel connected, and I think that would make that loyalty increase. Last, and certainly not least, I'm trying to make these monologues shorter, and it's really difficult because there's so much that could happen during this showcase, but I do need to talk about the Starfield Direct. We have already discussed yesterday whether or not Starfield's a make-or-break moment for Xbox. I don't want to retread that ground. Instead, I want to hit quick points that people are going to be looking for in the Starfield Showcase. First, the undeniable elephant in the room is, will this game run at 60 FPS? I'm probably going to be reacting to the Phil Spencer interview at Kind of Funny, and he even confirmed in that interview that that was a huge blow when they had to say Redfall was at 30 FPS. FPS. That's pretty telling because if they have to do that again with Starfield, Phil Spencer just admitted that's a big blow. Redfall and Todd Howard's comments about 30 FPS being fine, that's a giant shadow looming over this showcase. Everybody's gonna want to know about that. I say everybody loosely, you know what I'm saying. The more plugged in people, the people that watch these things and are worrying, they want to know is this game gonna be 30 FPS. I personally think that they need to speak to it. I think they need to own it, whatever it is. Don't leave us hanging, okay? Tell us, is it going to be 60 FPS or not, right? I imagine it won't be 60 FPS on the Series S. That's no shade. Look at that game. Look at that Look at that system and the games that it runs, okay? You ain't getting 60 FPS in Starfield on the Series S. Quit dreaming. Now, that would be, I think, a big confidence boost for a lot of people. They also need to handle gameplay differently than Redfall was handled. It needs to be clear that we're looking at raw, authentic gameplay. I don't want to see carefully rendered montages that misrepresent the product, okay? Redfall is all but guilty of false advertising, especially with the way they used the preview event and the people that went to it. They were not shown the authentic product, all right? 
that would raise more red flags if we just get more montages and we just get more like, oh yeah, here's a fully rendered clip of something moving really slowly. I want somebody holding the controller and playing. And I know people are like, that's just unrealistic. No, it's not. You've never watched showcases if you think that's unrealistic. All right. The official Xbox blog said this about Starfield Direct. We invite you inside Bethesda Game Studios to learn much, much more about Starfield with tons of new gameplay, developer interviews, and behind-the-scenes insider information. So I'm hoping for a ton of of gameplay. I don't want clips. I don't want montages. I want actual, raw, authentic gameplay. Have somebody sitting on that real fancy couch that was behind Todd Howard and have somebody playing the game and talking about what they're doing. I don't think that's out of the ordinary. Plenty of showcases do that. They show you real, raw gameplay. I think it would go a long way to quell any doubts that the game is running well. Now, why did I say that I feel like the deck is stacked against Starfield? Two reasons. Redfall, right? It really isn't fair, but that's the facts. Those two have been paired together, Redfall and Starfield. Due to the acquisition, but also due to the delays in the marketing from Xbox, these two games have been paired together arm-in-arm for a while. So, the added pressure on Starfield to show up and show up strong is part of what's coming from Redfall's failures. And the other reason? The other reason, I think, that the deck is stacked against Starfield Direct They have to match and try to outshine the Xbox showcase. And at some level, Xbox may feel they need to pull out all the stops. And if they do, it could make it really hard for Starfield to have a wow factor. Because in some ways, the wow factor ship has sailed. We've seen the game. We've seen the interviews. I don't know what they could show us up to this point aside from raw gameplay and the game running really well. Like, that's not going to be a wow moment. That's not necessarily fair to the game, but that's just how these things work. This isn't me stacking the deck against them or trying to be unfair. I just think this is the reality. The longer people wait, the harder they are to please. Delays add expectational scope creep. They do. Delays add expectational scope creep. Everybody's like, oh, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. If you keep making me wait, I expect greatness, especially after the Redfall delay and its launch. Everybody's really going to want to see Starfield prove itself, and that's going to be difficult for the reasons I've already outlined. So the Xbox showcase and the Starfield Direct, they have a lot they could show and a lot they could talk about. The question is, will they deliver? Because right now, the pattern is not one of solid delivery, but of failed launches, missed deadlines, and broken promises. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. (laughs) Okay, super long opener. Thanks for being patient with me. There were so many games to talk about, and I didn't want to do Xbox and the showcase a disservice by, like, not mentioning all the games. People are like, you're ignoring big titles, right? You're a Sony pony. Anyway. It's undeniable that Xbox has a lot of great property under its umbrella. The question at this point is, when will we see them? And the better question is, when will we get them? The danger in 2023 is the same danger that was felt in 2022. A need to promise and calm fears. But that doesn't put games on my Xbox. And it certainly doesn't put good games on my Xbox. Last year did not really help this year. Second thing I want to say, Game Pass may or may not undergo changes this year, but with the looming price hike, now would be the time to increase value and alter structure. 
I still firmly believe that Game Pass could be used to foster a better ecosystem of purchase. We will see what Microsoft decides to do with it. Third, Starfield. Poor, poor Starfield. You do not deserve what is about to happen to you. The hype the anticipation it's just stretched for far too long the expectations are likely hitting unreasonable levels i just want a really good space rpg but many are looking to this game to have a salvific effect on the xbox brand and that's just not fair to the game people keep saying things like well whether it's fair or not redfall reflects poorly on xbox well whether it's fair or not starfield is being seen as the savior of 2023 for xbox And that's a burden that no one game should have to carry. Conclusion, no one game or showcase can save Xbox from where it's landed at this point. The only way out is slow, patient, strategic delivery of first-party games. They're going to have to play this like a weak baseball team, alright? you got to put things in the right order. The lack of third-party relationships will certainly make this claim climb harder. But... Xbox has some pretty big names. They've got a big arsenal. They've got more studios than PlayStation. It's time to buckle down, deliver quality, and set reasonable expectations. If they can't do that, then showcases, trailers, and announcements will just be distant memories of what could have been. And that's the show open. Welcome in, everybody. I appreciate you being here so so much I, it, it, that was such a long long show open such a long show open salvific yeah like it's they expect it to be like a savior right they expect you know starfield to usher in salvation is is that's what that word means <laughs> they think that they think that starfield's going to do that now listen we are probably going to react to the Phil Spencer interview tomorrow. So there's no reason to really talk about it now. I watched a teeny little bit of it, you right? I watched a teeny little bit of it and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is chock full." So, we I can't talk about that until I watch it. You guys know me. I like to do my research. I like to be careful. I wasn't about to slap, right? I wasn't about to slap a show together, okay? But let's get coffee order started. Let's get member started right let's hit that member goal let me go back to my scene here turn it on xbox has been around for 22 years and this is the conversation we are having it is mind-boggling yo my man cowboy the king of content coming in he says oops he says let me start things off first gifted member of the day and it goes to please enter a name only Microsoft slap shows together. That's right. That's right. I watched some of it. Uh, I watched some of the interview. I didn't get to watch all of it. It literally went live like a little bit before my show. We're going to get a lot of people from that video, though. I bet you we will. I bet you a lot of people end up coming over from that video. Lono over here cooking. Thank you. In my opinion, the important thing at the showcase is being real about expectations. Good to see you, Chapter 8. Haven't seen you in a while. If Starfield flops, they won't lengthen dev cycles. They'll cut content and the length of games to focus on dev speed and graphics. That is my biggest concern about Hellblade 2. Yo, local with the next gifted membership. Thank you so much. Taking us to two on the day. You guys have been phenomenal. We're at like 2,900 members. So we've slipped a little bit below 3,000. You guys are maintaining 3,000 members. It is incredible. Cowboy, 
the king of content. Oh, man. He's in here gifting members another one to Pirate Mo. Nerd Mother with 19 months of membership. Thank you so much, Nerd Mother. Guys, don't forget about the end of the week VIP debrief. Every day I debrief with members, but at the end of the week on Friday, I do an unfiltered stream with VIPs. You can always upgrade. It's really easy to upgrade if you're a gifted member because you haven't paid for it yet. You can just upgrade for five bucks. I'd say the main thing that is needed is honesty, says Cliffo. Insomniac right now is the most impressive to me. Just think one time they were working on Spider-Man, Miles, Spider-Man Original, Ratchet and Clank, Wolverine, Spider-Man 2 all at once. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know what's even crazier? The creative director working on Perfect Dark went to work with them. Dark Taco says choo-choo. He says let's get a member train going. Eight members already on the day. Every 25, I give five back to the community. Dark Taco says, let's get it. I got to pay respect, brother. Thank you so much for all you do, not only myself, but your community. I appreciate that, cowboy. Thank you so much. Good morning, Lono and chat. May the fourth be with you. Yes, I am wearing a Star Wars shirt. It's Star Wars day after all. You can use my code over at 80s Tees. Use code LONO for 30% off. And don't forget, the coffee's a huge sale right now. We've marked down our coffee. Reforge Roast is not a sponsor. It's officially owned by me. And you can go get the Frickmas blend has been marked down. And beyond that, the Light Roast has been marked down. And the Dark Roast new bag should be arriving today. Uh, Very excited. I was packing and moving and unpacking and getting into yelling matches with my husband about how I wanted my curtains hung. Exhausting stuff. Glad to be back. Thank you, Chapter 8. Orphan Twin says, I wouldn't play those games. I also wouldn't pay 5000 for a PC. Are you buying three of them? <laughs> Good morning, uh, Co-Korea. May the 4th be with you. Love the Star Wars t-shirt. Thank you. Yeah, this is from the Star Wars collection over there at 80s Tees. You can use the shirt command in chat. I think Xbox is a sleeping giant, says Drufus. They have so much good IP, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Fable, Gears. They could really hit it out of the park if they put themselves, if they push themselves to achieve something. I think people are going to slowly start to realize that I've never been hating on Xbox. I've been calling them to the podium of excellence. Get up on the freaking horse, bro. You have great property let these people make great games get rid of these stupid policies look what you did to 343 and halo infinite i've been telling people for a very long time this problem goes higher than phil spencer okay so when we look at the xbox showcase and we look at the starfield direct and we're like they better deliver or i'm gonna be really angry listen this has been going around for a long time it's been going around for a long time if you listen to me, if you can't take some of this property and deliver excellence, that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, like, okay, next phase. What about the next Gears? What about the next Fallout? What about the next Elder Scrolls, man? You, you, these games. What about Hellblade Two? You've been calling them to rise to their potential. That's what I'm saying. Happy to be back in here, says local. I don't know anything about uh, what goes on behind the scenes for games, but that's changing. Thanks to you. Thankful for you. Happy you're thriving. Thank you, local. A $5 tip from Stella Rhyme. I respect Phil's honesty. He made it clear that Microsoft isn't uh, isn't in the outsell Sony, Nintendo, and consoles. He said it's not doable. It's about Game Pass. We are going to react to the Phil Spencer interview tomorrow. I don't see how I don't see how I can avoid that. But today we're talking about the showcase. What do you want from the showcase? What games do you want? Brap, 
Basement Radio Arcade Podcast says, Sleeping Giant, they've been around for 22 years. Where is the operational excellence? Well, here's the thing, Brap. I have been saying for a very long time that I feel like Microsoft is a sleeping giant. I said, listen, they could unify the ecosystem and be massive. I said this years ago. I said, if they unified their... I didn't call it an ecosystem. I called it a platform. I said, if they unified their platform and they could approach developers and publishers and say, listen, when you make a game for us, it's on all these different places, right? They could suddenly out out saturate PlayStation and Nintendo. They could do that. The challenge I think they're facing is, as you're saying, operational excellence. They haven't delivered a good PC Game Pass experience a five dollar tip from mr hall thank you they haven't delivered the the pc presence if they can't deliver that and if you can't deliver good first party property then you're done i honestly think they could rectify they could rectify their third party relationships if they had a stronger pc presence and it feels like they're focusing on that they really want to have this super strong presence on pc well, that would then rectify your, your strained relationships with third-party developers. Third-party developers don't want to work with Microsoft right now. They're, they're flocking to PlayStation. And if that starts to happen, listen, I think that's why they bought Bethesda. We talked about that yesterday. They bought Bethesda because they felt, they felt the move. They did. Uh, a 27-month renewal from Silver Subaru, and it's a VIP. Love the content, Lono. Yes, Microsoft needs to change their contract policy. That's been clear since the launch of Halo Infinite. Let's go. May the fourth be with us all. Guys, make sure you're smashing the like button. Over 700 people here. 300 likes is within our grasp. Easy, easy. They are no longer in the premium gaming experience. Good enough for Game Pass subscribers with occasional high-quality first-party games are here. And third-party and indie games are cheap, mostly. Well, I think the challenge is, you're very shouty. How do you have a green badge and you're just realizing that I'm shouty? What what have you been watching me on? Volume 2 up to now? They need to release date. They need release dates within the next twelve months for two more games outside of Starfield. This would take pressure off of Starfield and give their gamers hope. Uh, that's one thing to consider, Thrifty. I like that you brought that up because I said that. I said, listen, you're putting too much pressure on Starfield. It is not Starfield's job to carry Xbox on its back, right? Watch the video now with us for the fifth time. Maybe you missed it, Veter. I will be reacting to that video tomorrow. I don't change shows like that. I had this thing written. The showcase is 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 we're covering it. All right. Indiana Jones trailer is needed. I forgot about Indiana Jones. Right? You cannot put that much pressure on one game. It's not Starfield's job to carry Xbox through 2023. It's not. 2023, listen, you gotta bring more than Starfield. Now, they could cheat a little bit. They could cheat a little bit, okay? During the Xbox Showcase 2023, they could be like, hey, Forza Motorsport, release date. Starfield, release date. Well, that, that starts to tickle the brain. It's like, oh, there's a lot of games coming, right? Right? There's a lot of games coming. We got games right around the corner. Well, they're cheating because both Starfield and Forza Motorsport were supposed to land in the first half of 2023. 
Sven says, I want to know how much we see from Avowed and if we actually get gameplay. I put Avowed at like the top of the list after Hellblade. I think it's there. I think the release date for Avowed is is going to be a, a short turnaround. I do. I do. It doesn't have all the other rumors about reboots and start overs. All the rumors about Avowed were they were trying to get it out early 2023. So I could see Avowed. I could honestly see Avowed landing this year. I, you know, I always prefer to kick it a little bit further down the road. Avowed doesn't have all the rumors that like Perfect Dark has and Fable has. Like those games, I, I think are in trouble. But I don't think Avowed is from everything I've seen. We need gameplay. Yeah, we need actual gameplay. Yo, Dirge with a gifted membership and Orphan Twin coming in with a 10 bomb. So generous. You guys are nuts lately. Absolutely, absolutely nuts. A gifted member from Dirge. Thank you, Dirge. And Orphan Twin dropping a 10 bomb on chat. Listen, if you get a gifted membership, consider paying it forward, gifting to another person because you can gift one at a time or upgrading to VIP. It's five bucks to upgrade to VIP. Every day I debrief with members. But I debrief on the week with VIP. Fable is fine. There's no way for us to know if Fable is fine. All signs point to Fable being in trouble. Listen, I talked about that in my show open. I don't think Fable's there. I don't think Fable's at the showcase. I don't. If there's anything I've learned is that when we hear all these rumors of problems, it's true. It's true. We, we dismissed all the rumors about Redfall. Look how that game ended up. We've dismissed all the rumors about Starfield. Boy, oh boy, do I hope those rumors are wrong. If I've learned anything in the last eight months of covering games, if there are rumors of problems about a game, they're true. (laughs) We don't know how true they are, but they're true. I've heard otherwise. We've we've heard three different rumors. We heard problems with the engine. We heard that they uh, they lost people. We also heard that... um, Oh, I lost the third one. It was right there on the on the tip of my tongue. It was problems with the engine. They've lost people. And th- there was a third thing. There was a third thing. That, oh, we heard it was miles away. We heard Fable was miles away. It's fine. I like Redfall. You liking Redfall doesn't negate all of its problems. When Phil Spencer walks out and says that it failed and that it's technically messed up, your like of Redfall doesn't matter at that point. Phil Spencer himself has owned it. Cyber M, thanks for jumping back in and being a member. You know, I, I, I could like an old Pinto because, you know, it gets me to work. That doesn't mean anything. It, it's a junk car, right? If the car barely runs and keeps backfiring, I could love it and like it as much as I want. Didn't they have to start over? There were a couple of games. Let me pull up my show notes. There's a couple of games that have had to start over. Perfect Dark was allegedly rebooted. It was allegedly rebooted because in 2021, they lost their creative director. Another game losing its creative director. You know, super concerning, right? And then they lost uh, up to, according to VGC, they lost up to potentially half of their staff. So that's extremely worrying. They lost so much of their staff, Crystal Dynamics had to be brought in to co-develop, and at that point in time, the game was rebooted. So that was two years ago, right? Then Everwild, according to rumors, that's the game from Rare. According to rumors, Everwild also lost its creative director and it was rebooted after that happened. So that's two games where creative director left. 
I believe the creative director at Playground Games also left. Microsoft's hemorrhaging creative directors. I think there's a reason for that. They went through how many creative directors on Halo Infinite? That, that, that's the one particular staff member that you know Microsoft can't seem to keep their, their, their hands on. So I don't think we see Everwild because it's been rebooted. Perfect Dark, I, I want to see it, but I don't think we see Perfect Dark. It was also rebooted. And when we've heard problems about Fable, right? So we've heard problems about Fable. We've heard problems about Everwild. We've heard problems about Perfect Dark, okay? So if you think Fable's fine and you think Fable's going to be there, I, I, I actually hope that I'm wrong. Because if I'm wrong and the rumors are wrong and Fable's there and Fable's going strong, that's great for the Xbox brand. I want to be able to play games like that. I don't want them to be broken or delayed or rushed or not making deadlines. Disclaimer, Lona won't be reacting to Phil Spencer interview today. Be on the lookout for that tomorrow. We will react to that tomorrow. I I wasn't going to slap together a show, guys. I don't do that. The reason you get a 30-minute, thoughtful, well-argued monologue is because... I write it the day before, right? That, that, that was like a 36-page monologue. Uh, now problems with Hellblade. Wait, you've heard problems with Hellblade? 20 months from Orphan Twin. You've been killing it, dude. Shout out to the fam, Creature, and the coffee. Thank you, Orphan Twin. Let's see if anybody has ordered any of the coffee because it's on sale. We have marked down the Frickmas Blend to ten ninety. This is usually like a $17 bag of coffee. We're moving through the final pieces of the inventory. So get yourself and get some orders in. Light Roast is also on sale. Nothing is wrong with delayed games either. (laughs) What? What do you mean nothing is wrong with delayed games? If you fail to make deadlines and you delay a game, it's multifaceted. Yes, there is something wrong with that. It means that... You failed to hit your deadline. You broke trust with your com- consumer. You you broke trust with the audience. I will always support delays. I will always support delays. But that doesn't mean that delays aren't negative. Lona will panic if Hellblade gets a fall 2023 release date. You better believe I will panic. All these people that are out here claiming, oh, Hellblade's coming, Hellblade 2's coming. You know nothing about development cycles if you think Hellblade should come out this year. You don't know anything. You're not paying attention if you think that's a good idea. An ambitious game in Unreal 5, they were doing motion capture two months ago. They were doing motion capture two months ago, and you think that game should come out this year. What are you even talking about? The CEO of Ninja Theory, in the middle of 2021, said, we're not even in full production yet. So we have no idea when they entered full production. Let's imagine, as that sentence left his mouth, they entered full production. That means that right now, they've only been in full production for two years. Two. If, if, if that game comes out this year, I can't see, I can't see it being a triumph. I, I would see it being rushed. That just seems unreasonable. Now, Mo is saying we will see Hellblade 2. I agree. There's a reason I've got my girl Senua on the thumbnail. The first Hellblade's one of my all-time favorite games. It might be my all-time favorite game. I think Hellblade 2 will be there. That doesn't mean we get Hellblade this year. 
I'm okay to delay a game to fix issues, but that doesn't mean that there isn't an issue if there's a delay. Either they were unrealistic from the start, or they ran into big issues. That's right. Delays are always a sign of some kind of problem. Right? When do we get to talk about showcase hopes? Well, I hope Hellblade's there. And one of my hopes for the showcase is that Hellblade 2 is there, and the release date's late next year. At the earliest. At the earliest. Like... I, I don't want Hellblade 2 this year. Now, the only game I would be okay with a surprise drop from would be Avowed. Because we haven't heard or seen anything from Avowed. Like, I, I honestly think Avowed's going to be one of the kickoff games. Hellblade 2 and Avowed are supposedly the two next big games from Microsoft, okay? Now, it first showed up, the first time we saw Avowed was in... July of 2021 so two years ago is when it first showed up during the showcase now there were rumors that they were aiming at a late 2022 or an early 2023 release window so I could see avowed landing in like December they take all this year to add a whole nother year of development basically and avowed avowed could land fourth quarter it could land holiday Guys, so many people here. We're almost an hour into the stream, man. Smash that like button. We could easily have 400 likes. We're super close to our member goal. Every 25, I gift five. We hit this multiple times some days, and I just keep gifting to pay it forward. So make sure you're helping with that as well. I want to see some Hellblade footage, says Eugene. I want to see some Gear 6 footage, and I want to be surprised with something. Right, I would think I would think that there's going to need to be some kind of a surprise exactly Eugene. Now there's people claiming that there'll be shadow drops. Um what's that game? Replaced? It's like the the pixel art indie game that was supposed to land in the first 6 months of this year and it didn't and people are saying, "Oh, it'll be shadow dropped." I've heard people saying that Silk Song will be there with a release date for August, and that'll be one surprise because everybody's been waiting for that game. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee just now. Three bags of Frickmas to Victor Mayhem. Victor taking advantage of that 1095 sale on that coffee. That's an absolute steal. Creature fought me on that. He didn't even want to sell it at that price. You think Shadow Drop Avowed? I don't think so. I don't necessarily know if we're going to get Gears 6 gameplay, but what we could get is here's how much progress we've made in Unreal 5 with Gears. Do you see what I'm saying? They, they don't need to show Gear 6 gameplay, but what they could show is, hey, because they, they've demoed the Unreal 5 progress twice now. In 2021, they did it, and then in 2022, Coalition put out that cinematic where they were down in that cavern. Hellblade 2 release date, maybe? If there's a Hellblade 2 release date, I'm telling you, I hope it's fourth quarter 2024 at the earliest. Coffee is fire, thank you. You don't shadow drop system sellers? Yeah, you can't shadow drop Avowed. You can shadow drop indie titles like Replaced. You can shadow drop Hi-Fi Rush. You can't shadow drop Avowed. Just saw a Phil uh, Spencer interview. I will be reacting to the Phil Spencer interview tomorrow. Yeah, there's so much in there, dude. There's so much. There's so much in there. It's, it's there's a lot. We're reacting to that tomorrow. Today, we're talking about the Xbox Showcase 2023. What are your expectations? I want to know what games you guys think you want to. What, what do you think we're going to see? What games do you want to see? We're talking about Hellblade Two. We're talking about Avowed. We're talking about Gears Six. Thank you, Kratopsy. 
if they don't acknowledge the last showcase in some way or even joke or something, it's a bad look for me. What do you guys think about what Greenside is saying? I don't think they can afford to mention last year's showcase. I don't think they can afford to mention like 10 or 11 games that aren't making the the, the cut. There's, there's between 10 and 11 games right now that were supposed to land before June that are not landing before June. Forza Motorsport and Starfield are leading the charge. Those are two games at the top of that list that didn't make it in the first half. Two games, just not making it. I don't think they can afford to mention that. You can't bring that up. You're going to tick people off. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can't be like, yeah, sorry about last year. <laughs> sorry about all those promises. You can't say that in a showcase that's going to be full of more promises and announcements and release dates and trailers and gameplay. You're going to get a softball question. Uh, that interview going to be crap like all of his interviews. I, I didn't think it was softball. I've seen some of it. They will try and wow us so that we forget about this year. I feel a little sorry for Phil because for all these failures, he will fly off the stool. Listen, we can't go there. You guys got to stay on the showcase. There's so much to talk about with the showcase. Like we can't, we can't talk about the Phil Spencer interview. You're going to, you're going to cannibalize my show tomorrow and you're going to cannibalize this show right now. Docker two and avowed most hyped. I don't think you're getting a stalker two anytime soon, man. Those guys are they're, they're those guys are in a bad spot, dude. Those guys are in a bad spot. They need to show games they haven't mentioned before, too, says James Rucker. I mean, I didn't really want to get into that in my show. I tried to update you guys on all the titles that I think are the most likely to the least likely to be there. But yeah, we kind of need like eyes on the future. You, we need eyes on the future. It's like, okay, do you have anything beyond the stuff that we already know about? Right? We already know about all these titles. That's something that's a challenge for Starfield. The Starfield Showcase, the Starfield Direct, bro, that's a super, super big challenge. Like, <laughs> they've already shown us the game. Like, where's the wow factor? The biggest wow factor they can give us with Starfield is 60 FPS, which is just not... That's not the endorsement that you want. That's not the statement that you want. They're like, well, the wow factor for Starfield was that it was 60 FPS. Like, well, they've already shown us... They've already shown us the game. We've already seen it. Now, I think if they show us raw gameplay of a mission, beginning, middle, and end, looting, you know, how those worlds work when you land on them and you got, like, dynamic stuff. Yo, what's good, Maddie? Let's just enjoy some of the company we have in chat today uh, because they won't be here tomorrow. Oh, I don't know about that. They'll be here tomorrow. I don't think Bethesda can make any game run at 60 FPS at launch. I don't think there will be a true wow factor. Release dates have to happen. Um, $5 from Vendetta says, instead of a super chat like I did here, we should gift the sub like I do next. Much love, Lono. Vendetta, man. I appreciate that. That's very, very kind. We have been saying, I, I, I get the five bucks either way. If you're going to super chat five or you're going to gift a member... I will make sure and read whatever you say. You don't have to do a super chat for me to read your your uh, message. You can do a gifted member instead. Thank you for the gifted member, Vendetta. Looking good in your profile picture. 
I would like them to showcase console gameplay. They will resort to Starfield being shown on PC to hide the console version. I actually think that's an important distinction, Dark Legion. I think that's an incredibly important distinction. If they show a Starfield and they don't tell us, oh yeah, this is running on a Series X, then it kind of doesn't matter. I'll, I'll still be worried. I'll be like, okay, so... Unless they explicitly state that they're playing Starfield gameplay on a Series X, then I'm going to be like, yeah, you're probably just playing this on some souped-up PC. I have no guarantee that's what I'm going to get on my Series X. Docker 2 coming out has the same chances as Boosteroid shutting down. (laughs) What? They need console gameplay, but it won't happen. To be honest, I play on all the consoles and PCs. I'm honestly worried about Xbox. I don't want them to go down. I want them to start competing with the rest of the field. I remember Death Stranding was on Game Pass. That was a stupid move. What were they thinking? That's when they start like, man, this is the only game you're getting. No Square Enix for you in the end. What do you mean Death Stranding on Game Pass? They put... Wait. Can you get... That's not true. Is it? Are Did you type the wrong name? Oh, no, yeah. No, it was PC Game Pass, I think. Yeah, I think Death Stranding was on PC Game Pass. I don't think it was on Xbox Game Pass. That's why that sounded weird to me. Yeah, kind of weird. Of all the games you get, you're going to put that one on. I love your grind. I typically have you on in the background. Let's get some more likes for this man. Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, let's set our sights on 400 likes. Uh, hate to reference the interview, but Phil said the same thing about letting people know what they are watching. Okay, so if he said that, if he said that about Redfall, you're setting the stage, you're setting the table. Right? You're setting the table, baby. I don't want montages. I don't want fully rendered slices. I don't want PC gameplay. I'm turning in, I am tuning in, and I will be co-streaming. And you guys can watch it here. I'm tuning in to the Xbox Showcase. This ain't the PC game show. Yo! Behemoth! True to his name! Dropping a 20 gifted member bomb on chat. Skyrocketing us to 40 members. Making the next goal 50. Just a massive drop of members. He's called Behemoth for a reason. If you just got a membership, consider paying it forward. You can gift one member to somebody else, or you can upgrade to VIP. Every week, we end the week. One stream a week is an unfiltered VIP VIP debrief on the week. You get a behind-the-scenes look at what we do, and you get to hear from my producer and how we plan shows and how the week went. Guys, Feed is in chat. Good to see you, Feed. Guys, Feed is in chat with a gray name. This This can't happen. We must take care of feed. Xbox failing is a big L for everybody, even PlayStation. If Sony becomes a monopoly, they're going to charge us $80. Now, I don't know about that, but here's the thing. I think a lot of people misunderstood me when they first got exposed to me. I do. 
Yo, Vendetta says, I'll capstone that. Just slams the ball home. We're at 50. I only roll this over to the next goal if somebody goes crazy. And somebody does go crazy. As I was saying it, I only roll it over if we go past the goal. And we have. So that sets us at 55. Five gifted members from Zach Johnson. He says, I got a gifted member. I'm going to pay it forward. And there it is. Putting us at 55 members on the day with 75 being the next goal. And Mr. Z says, okay. He says, I'll take a piece of that. And he bumps us to 65. 10 gifted members from Mr. Z. Let's go. We're going to get feed. We're going to get him. Everyone's like, everyone's like scrambling to gift members to take care of our boy feed. Listen, if you've never been here before, this is a gifted member train. This is unlike anywhere else on YouTube. You're in the right place. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you're here every day. That's how you get a gifted member. We got to talk about this showcase, man. (laughs) We got to talk about this showcase, man. We do. I do not want... I do not want a bunch of uh, rush games. I don't want a bunch of promises. It's not time for that, right? It isn't. We, We need... Wait, what is this? Photo and assets, screen to reality, Transformer Rise of Beast is coming out in June. Please let me know. It's a $99... Uh, you can now sign up to be notified when the product updates I don't want to be notified when the product updates send me one five gifted members from vengeance we got vengeance we got vendetta we got great names in chat gifting members there we go thank you so much vendetta he gifts five feed says morning creature have an awesome day friend feed still doesn't have a badge the EA servers are down I don't know Sony hasn't lost a battle in the console war since the 360 days. Hey, Lono, your shoutcast slip was showing. I did slip into shoutcast, didn't I? Your gifted memberships are like drug dealers uh, giving that first hit for free, then you're hooked. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's a terrible, that's such a terrible analogy, but it's probably true. Make sure you allow gifts. Yeah, make sure you have allow gifts turned on. Feed has allow gifts turned on. He typically gets taken care of. What about the showcase? Okay, let me give you guys a recap. We're one hour into the show, and so let me give you a recap. We gotta kind of stay on subject, all right? YouTube's been acting really funny lately. We have, like, really big viewership fluctuation. So if you're having to refresh, I am sorry. Everything seems stable on my end, and we have 10 people hanging out over here on Kick, and we're stable over there as well. So... Let me give you a recap. Give me 400 likes on the video. That'll definitely help us out. That'll help more people find us. If you want to know my thoughts on the Phil Spencer interview, I will be reacting to that tomorrow, right? The new YouTube layout on desktop is awful for viewer retention. My eyes keep being drawn to the bottom. I'm not sure what they changed. I've not seen anything major. When is the showcase? The showcase is June 11th, okay? They officially announced the showcase at June 11th. What is that? Golly, that's on YouTube? That's terrible. That's really bad. Um, let me pull it up here. Um, Xbox Wire Showcase. June 11th at 11 a.m. I'm sorry, at 10 a.m. Pacific time, right? 
June 11th at 10 a.m. Pacific. You're being throttled by YouTube. I've never been throttled by YouTube, and I'm not being throttled now because we just hit 71 gifted members, and the viewership's climbing, and the like count's climbing. Take your throttling theory and go somewhere else. You're just trying to spook somebody. You know, you can't do that here. Thank you so much, Prophecy. It goes to No Face Lord. No Face Lord was so generous the other day. So many super chat tips. The Xbox Bethesda Showcase right here. You can see, get ready for the Xbox Game Showcase and the Starfield Direct Double Feature airing at June 11th. You can see here June 11th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. We will be watching this together, right? We will be watching that one together, all right? I'll give you a member. You got to get your own membership first, Pico. Pico de Gallo. Good to see you, Pico. Now listen. I walked through three things in the show open. I talked about all of the games that I hope to see for, that we we hope to see. I talked about Hellblade 2, Avowed, Fable, Gears 6, Everwild, Forza Motorsport, Arc 2, State of the K3, Outer Worlds 2, and Perfect Dark. What do you think about all those games? It's a lot of games, isn't it? Microsoft's got a pretty full arsenal. Where are the games? Now do you know why so many of us have been saying, where are the games? We're, 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 we're halfway through the third year. We're halfway. What's going on? We're in 2023. The console came out in 2020. Let me read those game titles again. Avowed, Fable, Gears, Hellblade 2, Everwild, Forza Motorsport, Arc 2, State of Decay 3, Outer Worlds 2, and Perfect Dark. That's a lot of games. That's a lot. If they can just deliver three big titles from that list a year, that's a great, great future. Okay? The second thing I talked about in the show open, if you guys want to entertain this, I doubled down again on my thoughts on Game Pass. I said... I think Game Pass needs to handle indie games differently. I think they need to do indie demos. They need to do more indies, work with ID at Xbox, that's their indie independent developer uh, efforts, work with ID at Xbox, and do indie demos. Everybody keeps talking about how they use Game Pass to try out all these indies that they ordinarily would have never tried out. Great! Wonderful. You can keep doing that. And if you like them, you can buy them. <clears throat> You see? Motivate purchase. Foster ecosystem. All right? Second thing I wanted them to do with Game Pass, and I've said this quite a bit, is actually motivate people to use that discount. When you're on Xbox Game Pass, you can buy games on Game Pass at a discount. But who in the world's going to do that? Who's going to do that? You've got two buttons you can press. Buy the game for $54 or install it. Who's going to buy it? Who's spending $54 when they don't need to? What kind of a person does that? Look at the top of that chat. Look at that member train. You guys are nuts. Seriously, who does that? So I have said, I, I, I literally came up with a slogan for them. Whether you buy lots of games or try lots of games, Xbox Game Pass has you covered. That's just such a wonderful slogan. That's free. That's free, Phil Spencer! <laughs> That's free. Use that one. Whether you buy lots of games or try lots of games, Xbox Game Pass has you covered. And if you do that, what you're doing is, is you're maintaining day and date 
You're maintaining day and date. You can play the game day and date. You can try all these indies. But if you buy lots of games, guess what? You get a discount. You can play the game a week early. I've continued to say that. If you want people to cash in on that discount of, hey, you can buy the game for $54 or for or for $63, you can cash in on that 10% discount. Give them a week early. Hey, that game releases on the 8th. You can play it on the 1st. Play it a week early. Buy it with Game Pass. Game Pass early access. Make it happen. That's You would get so many people that would be like, bro, I buy games all the time. That's such a great deal. Ten bucks. I save six on the game purchase. So I'm only really spending four dollars for Game Pass. And then I get in the game a week early. Oh no, you just broke... You just broke Pony by saying you can buy games on Xbox. (laughs) Part of the reason I couldn't understand the ABK acquisition, because I think Microsoft has enough studios and should be able to produce games just as much or even more than Sony. Listen, the state of things right now should not be. It shouldn't be. The state of things right now, it's just not how it should be. Microsoft has more money and more studios than PlayStation, and PlayStation's kicking the snot out of them. That's why the whole argumentation about, like, oh, Sony uses exclusivity deals to keep us small. No, your failures have kept you small. What do you mean? You have more money and more studios than PlayStation. What are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? Another coffee order from Thrifty! Hey, Thrifty grabbed a bag of light roast! Thank you so much, Thrifty. I got these new dark roast bags coming in. I'm gonna, you know, I might might send a bag to some of y'all out there, like Brap, you know? Hey, I'm gonna send you a bag of coffee if you like it, you know? Just mention it in an episode. Tell people about ReforgeRoast.com. Say, Lono's a nice guy. He sent me this bag of coffee, right? He sent me a Polaroid. I don't know why that was in there, but it was. It shouldn't be this way, but it's been this way for a decade plus. Yo, what's good, Invito? Good to see you over here on Kick. They've only had that studio lineup for a couple of years, though. Right, okay, so Pitlord, track with me here. Fair pushback. When did they hit their current studio count? 2018, right? 2018. Because what, in 2020, they got Bethesda. Let's just not even count Bethesda, all right? Love the shirt, may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you! If you like Star Wars, use the shirt command in chat. You can use my code at 80sTs. This comes from their Star Wars collection. Right, 30% off if you use my code over there. Now listen. I'm going to take what you're saying, Pit Lord, and I'm going to say, okay. Point granted. What does that mean? 2018 was five years ago, was it not? It's roughly the time they got to this size, to this current studio count. You know what that means for 2024 and 2025? You better bring the heat. There better be a monsoon of games coming. If five or six years after getting to that many studios, after owning that much property, if we're not buried in first party, then somebody somewhere is absolutely failing. Right? Okay, fine. Let's just take the wait until meme and stretch it to absurdity. Wait until... After the Bethesda merger is what I meant. The earlier studios from 2018 should be producing games now. On that, I agree. 
Thank you. Forget Bethesda. Forget Bethesda. Starfield's almost here. Just forget about Bethesda. Forget that. All those other studios, all those games I just read, Avowed, Fable, Gears, Hellblade, Everwild, Forza, Ark 2, State of Decay, Outer Worlds, Perfect Dark. Boom. That's like a machine gun going off. Where are the games, bro? I'm a coffee snob. I'm excited to try the light roast. If you're a coffee snob, Thrifty, try the light roast, and then you, you're gonna want to try the dark. I think I think the dark is is uh, I think the dark is is more popular. Solemn says, "No, I won't buy them. I only choose to try games out on Game Pass because I didn't buy them before and wouldn't now. But try it because I don't have to buy it and can play it. Otherwise, I just wouldn't even ever play certain games. Like, I, so what?" I don't. I, you're not my concern when I outline motivation for spending. You just said I don't buy games. You just said I'm a cheapskate. So you're not my concern. If I'm Microsoft and I'm trying to foster an ecosystem of purchase and you're basically telling me I don't buy indie games ever. I will only play them if I can play them for free. I don't care about you. Why do I care about you? That's You're basically saying I don't, I don't spend money on games. What tempt do you roast the dark to? Also, do you stop at first crack or second? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you can check the flavor profiles on reforgeroast.com. It should give you everything you need to know. I, I don't have that level of knowledge, though. <laughs> Yo, Mitch! Mitch coming in! Taking us to 76! Blasting past the goal of 75. And since we're over 75, I gotta roll it over. I gotta roll it over. You guys are going nuts. We still don't have feed. Feed, are you here? I don't think feed got a badge yet. I don't think we got him. No, but seriously, like, Solemn, if you're going to cross your arms and say, I would never buy an indie game. First of all, what the frick? Why? And second, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people who refuse to buy indie games. I don't buy just any old game. I'm fine buying the ones that I do think are worth the price and Game Pass, which I do pass for. It lets me play the ones I don't think are worth the money. Okay, without having to waste it on games, it might not be worth it. Okay, but that's the point of indie demos. That's the point of indie demos. You'd be able to do exactly what you're saying. I don't think these games are worth it. And then if there's a shining diamond in the group and you play a game like Death's Door, and you're like, oh my gosh. I have to finish this. Guess what? Now you got to buy it. All right, feed's still here. He doesn't have a badge yet. You're trying to foster an ecosystem of purchase, or are you trying to get you into the subscription and staying? Mo, it would work. Track with me, Mo. Track with me. It would work because you would get people to stay in the funnel. If every month there's a bunch of great indie games that you get to try, and, and then you get a discount on them, and then every month or every other month, there's a big title dropping and you can buy it and get into it early as long as you're on Game Pass. They're making it really hard for you to leave Game Pass. Do you see what I'm doing, Mo? Right now, everybody uses Game Pass as like, oh, I'll use it for a month, I'll play Starfield, and then I'll cancel it. And then I'm coming in the room and saying, I right, listen to me, listen to me. If you add more value, if you add more rhythmic value to Game Pass, then people won't be able to leave. 
every month there's indies for me to try I bought one or two this year that were great that's value transmission that's informed consumer you feel good think about it like this when you buy a game and it's really good you almost feel a sense of pride you're like yeah I picked the right game well, you would foster that, right? You'd have people buying indies that they know are good and then would feel that sense of satisfaction. So, the second thing I'm talking about is every single time a big game comes out and they want to get that early access, you can't drop Game Pass. You need Game Pass in order to do that. You know? Zelda Heart with three months. Monthly, thank you for being safe for work. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Zelda Heart, for renewing the membership. Guys, thanks for a massive, massive day on the channel once again. We have 430 likes. 430 likes. Let's get 70 more. Let's get 500 likes on this video. The reality is most using Game Pass are trying way more games than ever would bother to without it. Increasing interest and engagement without it uh, they would be trying much less games. Right, but what I'm trying to say, Rainwalker, channel that for purchases. Channel that for purchases. Don't you see? They've fostered an ecosystem of, I love to try games. Okay, great. Funnel that into people who buy games. We will be reacting to the Phil Spencer interview tomorrow. Sony and Nintendo kind of do that with their trials on their subscription services. Well, no, those developers who were bought by Microsoft may have other projects on the way and had to suddenly adapt to the situation. Perhaps that's why releasing new games takes them so long. Yeah, it's almost as if acquiring games mid-development is bad for the games that come out. Yeah. It's almost as if buying Bethesda and mid-dev cycle making changes to what they're doing is really, really bad. But... It has nothing to do with Microsoft. If I'm supposed to believe the headlines and the and the and the Microsoft shielding that's going on right now, my, Microsoft had nothing to do with Redfall. Really? Really? <laughs> you, you, you you think they had nothing to do with it? They just walked in the room three years ago and said, "Hey, all that stuff you're working on." It's done. You're not doing that. You're doing this now. The d- d- director of the games, like this was a capital C change, you know? And you got people out here writing articles being like, it's not Xbox's fault. What? This has nothing to do with Microsoft. I'm sorry, huh? How is that better? By the way, let's just grant the point. Let's do that, shall we? This will be fun. We've got the Xbox Showcase coming up, and I rattled off how many games? Avowed, Fable, Gears, Hellblade 2, Everwild, Forza Motorsport, Arc 2, State of Decay 3, Outer Worlds 2, and Perfect Dark. Ten titles. And if I'm supposed to believe the headlines, Microsoft has nothing to do with these games. Nothing. Nothing. They're just writing the check, baby. They're just writing the check. So if these 10 games flop and fall down the stairs and they're garbage, it has nothing to do with Xbox. How is that better? How is that better? 
Microsoft has no clue what's going on at these studios. They have no clue the quality of the games that come out on their platform. How is that any better? Why should we then let them buy Activision Blizzard? If you're correct and and Redfall had nothing to do with Microsoft and had nothing to do with Xbox, sure, we'll grant the fact that you're correct. Then they're asleep at the wheel and you've indicted them for far worse. You don't even see it. You've indicted them for far worse. If Microsoft and Xbox are asleep at the wheel and they bought Bethesda and they were like, we had no idea that Redfall was in the state that it was in. You have not absolved them of guilt. You've condemned them of something far worse. What are we even talking about? How do you turn around and kick the ball in your own goal so efficiently and so regularly? How? Writing a lengthy like a, a lengthy article out there claiming that this had nothing to do with Xbox, had nothing to do with Microsoft. So why should I let them buy Activision Blizzard? What they're just going to be hands off and let crap land on their platform? How is that any better? There's, where's the accountability? You're basically saying they write a fat check and then wear a blindfold. That's awesome. That that really explains all the strange, weird confidence out there in Xbox. Which, by the way, I find this interesting. I find this interesting. For months, for months, I have been called a Sony pony. I have been called a hater and all this undying allegiance to Xbox and look at how quickly it all fell down. It took one bad game and now they're all like Xbox is trash. Xbox is failing. One bad game. Do you want to know why so many of these people were so diehard in defense of Activision Blizzard because they knew the truth. They knew the truth. They were like, Xbox has got nothing. And if we don't get Activision Blizzard, it's going to stay that way. If you didn't have Bethesda, you wouldn't have Hi-Fi Rush, Starfield, or Redfall this year. You'd have nothing. You'd have, what, Forza Motorsport? Look how quickly they all shift on their allegiance. It took one bad game to light that world on fire. Why? Because their confidence was already shaken. That's why so many of those guys, so many of those channels, so many of those pundits, that's why they were in support of ABK. That's why they wanted the Activision deal to go through. That's why. Because they knew it all hangs on this. Because all it took was one bad game, and they're all lighting the world on fire. One bad game sounds like the rest are good then. Well, according to the narrative, everything's been fine up to now. Everything's been fine up to now. Don't don't you see the point that I'm making? I've had to sit here for months and be attacked and maligned and, and, and labeled all these terrible things because there's people out here desperately defending the Activision Blizzard deal and now we see right through their clothes. It's like, look at this. The Emperor has no clothes. You were in support of the Activision Blizzard deal because you knew. You knew that this platform was on its way out. You knew this platform was in trouble. And it's like one bad game. 
To be fair, it's like eight years ago. Oh, to be fair, it's been like eight years. This was the straw that broke the camel's back. Hey, Scott, here's the thing. I agree with you. But what that means is, up to now, they haven't been honest with their audience. They haven't been honest with themselves. They haven't been. If all it took was Redfall, if all it took was Redfall to destroy your confidence and your allegiance in Xbox, then it must have already been very thin. Right? All the posturing about Forza and Halo Infinite and Hi-Fi Rush. Listen, seriously, look at the narrative. All these great games, all these great offerings, Game Pass is amazing. Then why did Redfall destroy everything? If everything's been so great, if everything's been so awesome up to now, why did one bad game launch destroy everything? Why? I'll tell you why. Because the House of Cards was already shaking, and they could sense it. It's why they were so malicious in the way they treated Activision Blizzard. When you argue from emotion, and you attack people personally, it's because you're you're insecure, right? You're coming from a place of insecurity. They didn't feel safe. They didn't feel safe. They firmly planted that flag in the Microsoft brand, and all of a sudden, they were like, this is sand. There's nothing here. And Redfall comes in and goes, and it just blows on the on the on the house of cards and it all comes down. Yeah, look at what Eugene's saying. No Man's Sky, Days Gone, Destruction All Stars, all bad launches. And it didn't phase Sony. Sony channels or Sony fans. Donald, does this sound familiar? Familiar to what? How quickly people turned on Destiny? (laughs) How people attack a rising star? (laughs) Dan wanted a a member count. We have 3,053 members. You guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. We do have a stretch goal of, of 3,500 members. You do, we have a stretch goal of 3,500 members. I'll have to do a, a, a Just Dance stream in like an outfit. So you've, you've, you're, you're close to 3,100. You know, another 50 members and we'll be at 3,100. This is a hiccup. Mo. You're, you're describing a coma as a hiccup. Come on, bro. Xbox has been asleep. What do you mean a hiccup? You're calling it a hiccup. Well, then why are all the pundits? When did you hit 3,000 again? We've been maintaining 3,000. Do you want to know why? Right here. Just unfettered, unwavering generosity. Like, I don't know what else to call this. We're just maintaining 3,000 members. It's phenomenal. Can't watch the stream today, but I love Game Pass. It's not perfect, but it provides value for certain demographics, which can be good and bad for gaming at large. Good to see you, Bristol. Yeah, I'm excited to react to it tomorrow, D-Tom. I really am. I love when I get a show booked for me. When I saw that interview, I was like, Phil Spencer. I've always liked Phil Spencer. I've spent many, many weeks defending him. I've spent many weeks saying this goes above his pay grade. All these problems are above Phil Spencer. This is not on him, right? And uh, when I saw that interview, I was like, thank you, Phil Spencer. You just booked tomorrow's show for me. I see you, Lono. Mm. 
Abe says 76 out of 100. That's a C chat. We're better than C average. <laughs> that's good. That's good, Abe. Because you've been grinding. Listen, I'm a Sony fan, says No Face Lord, but I want my I don't want Microsoft to fail. Competition's always better. I just think Microsoft's going about it in the wrong ways and making sleepy decisions. Here's what happened, No Face Lord. Right? Let's just diagnose. Let's just diagnose what's what's happened, okay? I took business market economic competitive issue with Activision Blizzard. I took strategic issue with Game Pass. These were decisions and ideas that came to me. I've started businesses. I've worked for small businesses. I'm a successful entrepreneur. Even after basically losing everything, I'm, I've, I've, I've come back, right? So I'm thinking in the realm of business. Not personal, right? A lot of this channel has been dedicated to covering Xbox content. A lot of people who say, you didn't start having a rise until you started bashing on Xbox. It's like, you should have seen the growth I got from covering Halo Infinite. What the frick are you talking about? You should see the growth I get when I cover live events like Summer Game Fest and the Xbox Showcase. That's not where my rise has come from. You're, you're paying attention to Twitter, okay? But the reason that people were doing that is because it's personal for them. It's, it's personal for them. And for me, it wasn't personal. For me, it was business. It was like, if I'm looking at the business strategy, if I'm looking at what's coming out of Microsoft, if I'm looking at how often I turn on my Xbox Series X, if I'm looking at how Halo Infinite was treated, if I'm looking at what Jason Schreier said in his report about 343, that right there causes me to lower my expectations and confidence in Xbox as a brand. That's all business analysis. But it's personal for people, man. Look at their avatars. Look at their names. We get tribalistic about things. People integrate the things that they consume into their identity. That's a very, very dangerous thing to do. We've seen this with Star Wars fandom, attacking actors, driving actors into therapy, right? We've seen this with video games. We've seen this with sports. We've seen this with politics, right? People integrate what they think, believe, or support, and they integrate it into their identity. So the minute I'm like, bro, Microsoft's screwing up, Xbox is screwing up, Xbox is failing, they're like, and they get activated. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't need to get activated by that. It's liberating to rip that out of your chest. Don't integrate with a freaking brand and look at it and say, this could be so much better. Like, if you actually say, if you actually say, listen, I love Xbox and I love this platform, it's liberating to, to, to distance yourself from it enough to criticize it. And, and to say, I expect better. That is a sign of self-respect. You're respecting yourself enough to say, I don't need to integrate with a brand or a piece of plastic. It's a part of my life. It's something that I enjoy. But my life's not over if my team loses the championship. And I'm not insulted if someone criticizes Xbox. Like, have more self-respect. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I got so attacked. And I think some of the reason is because... Up to this point, people have processed their dissatisfaction with Xbox likely in unhealthy ways. We do this in life, do we not? 
when things aren't going well what do we do we tend to come up with coping mechanisms we throw around the word cope maybe a little too much but we come up with coping mechanisms and we we lie to ourselves or we say next time it'll be different next time it'll be better and 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 I think that's what people were doing. I think they were, it, this is, it's called maladaptive behavior, right? You adapt to something bad in a bad way, and it, and, it, and, it, and I think it causes it's, it, it it causes weirdness, right? You you've seen some of the behavior on Twitter. It's like, what is wrong with you? These are video games. These are video game platforms. Like, settle the frick down. And all it took was me speaking very strongly about Activision Blizzard. And it just invited attacks because all those people that were not, they, they, they were not handling their dissatisfaction in a healthy way. And then you give them the slightest pinprick and out comes the lava because they're upset. They're angry. They're unhappy. And the thing I've been trying to do is say, listen, your unhappiness, your anger is legitimate. It's justified. Don't come at me. Talk about the company. Go with the company. And right now, we're seeing the same pattern. What are they doing? There are people holding the line and saying, this isn't Xbox's fault. This isn't Microsoft's fault. You know, it's like that Spider-Man thing where they're like, it's not Microsoft's fault. They're like straining to keep the narrative intact. Stop it. Have some self-respect. Look at the company and say, you have been failing. You haven't made good on your promises. I expect and want better. Then, you know what's funny? You can become friends with a lot more people. I've already got people reaching out for me. I've already got people reaching out to me. I had somebody reach out to me and say, listen, I think we should bury the hatchet. I'm like, I think we should too. Because this isn't working. We can all work together. There's no reason to do, do this weird, like, attack each other thing. It's it's pointless. We're talking about, we're talking about video games. <laughs> you know? Imagine, imagine if it got this tribalistic over board games. Well, I'm Milton Bradley. Well, I'm Game Right. And, like, they were attacking each other over whose board games were better. That would look nuts. You know? That would look crazy. People know they can own a PS5. That's right. You try to sound like you're neutral. I'm not neutral. No one is. I'm I'm in favor of games and gamers. That's all I've ever been in favor of. And Xbox hasn't been doing enough for me to praise them or have loyalty to them or confidence in them. It's that simple. People act like you can't own a PS5, Xbox, and a PC. You don't have to choose all three. Here's the thing, Pit Lord. I am going to say this. Here's another element of what has happened. And this is in the vein of the Xbox Showcase. Because listen, there's a lot of people in here right now who are looking at the Xbox Showcase and the Starfield Direct, the, the Starfield Showcase, and they're really needing a glimmer of hope. They're needing a win. And I want you to win. 
I want you to have a good summer and to be happy. I don't want people to be upset. I don't drink tears of of fans. You know what I'm saying? I take victory laps, especially when people attack me. But I'm not sitting here trying to drink the tears of people's disappointment. That's stupid. That's unhealthy. It's not good for you. I, I've got a, I've got a, I've got blood pressure issues anyway. I don't need all that salt. <laughs> Anyways, in the vein of the Xbox showcase. And people sort of looking to the summer to kind of save the day. There's a lot of people. You guys got to remember what happened. 2020 happened. The sickie and staying at home. All that crap happened. People lost jobs. People fell on hard times. And a lot of people did what they could to stay in the gaming market. They bought a Series S. Low entry cost. Let me upgrade. Let me be a part of what's going on. This is what I can afford. And when I start getting out the bat and I start swinging it at the Series S, it's really hard for them to not take that personal. And I try to be very empathetic and sympathetic to that. I do. The last couple times the Series S has come up, I've tried to be more gentle about it. It's like, look, man. I'm not trying to attack your box. I'm not trying to attack your life situation. I'm not. God love you. It's tough out there for lots of people. I'm on your side. They sold you something that they had no business selling you. They promised you something that they're not making good on. The Series S is a broken promise. Do you understand me? I'm on your side. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about your purchase. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about where you gain. I'm on your side. I'm an owner of an Xbox saying, Microsoft, where the frick? Where are the games? Where's the excellence? And you should be saying the same thing. Well, maybe not you should be saying the same thing. But instead of attacking me, you should see where the real cause of your frustration is. I'm not trying to get preachy, but dadgummit. That's where we are right now. That's my diagnosis of what's been going on. And I want you to feel welcome here. I want people to come in and be like, this is a good show. This is a good community. I'm going to get info. I'm going to get I'm going to get good facts. I'm going to get opinion. I'm going to get spice. I'm a very opinionated person. But my opinions are always rooted in research and facts. I don't just, oh yeah, Xbox is bad because, you know, I just don't like green. Like, that's just, you're never going to get that level of, of thoughtlessness here. I hope that's a good call to people that might be drive-by hating. Might be drive-by hate-watching. Listen, man, take your guard down. Just come hang out and have a good time with us. We're all rooting for the same thing. Good video games. We're all on the same team, bro. One of us is just, you know, going out and is on special teams or offense, and the other, the other is on defense. There's no reason to fight. We're all trying to win the same game, bro. It is sunk cost fallacy for the Series S owners. They don't want to feel like they got ripped off. Funny, because it's us Series X owners that are being ripped off. Bono getting too real today? Listen, man, I said it yesterday. I would rather work with people and shake hands and build bridges. Like, I can't I can't interact with people that are going to attack me and make fun of what I look like and call me names. Like, I, I can't interact with that. That's beneath me, bro. That's childish. I, I'm not, I, I can't engage. I immediately disengage when that's what people, that's where people go. 
I've popped off and defended myself, but I've not engaged in the mudslinging. I just, I just, there was a couple people I was following, and I was like, oh, man, I'm out here trying to shake hands, and you're spitting in my eye. And so I just was like, I'm, I can't engage with you. I've been watching the interview with Phil Spencer about Redfall. Have you seen it yet? We will be reacting to the Phil Spencer interview tomorrow. I wanted time to to marinate and to watch it. This show was already scripted, written, booked. I, I couldn't, I couldn't pull the e-brake. That wouldn't have been a good idea. So thank you for the $5 super chat tip. Um, what was I doing? Oh yeah, I was going to check on the like count. What a great turnout today. 22 more likes to 500 likes. 24 more members to a banner day of 100 members. Chapter 8 says, that's where you're wrong. Maybe you think we're on the same team. Console fanboys are set in tribalistic thinking and they think that they're super important teams. Right, but chapter 8. I believe in change and, 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 and people bettering themselves. I believe in rehabilitation. That sounds super serious, but I believe that people can stop acting like that. I do. You don't need to act like that every day. Quit living terminally on Twitter. Come hang out here. Quit hurling insults at strangers on the internet because they play games that you don't. Like, come on. Stop all that. It's not good for you. It's not healthy for you. Is it making you feel good? You know, are you ending your day and feeling like a happy person? Come on. I'm trying to open the arms up and say, come on in here and let's get a little hug going. You know, I'm not getting kumbaya. We're still going to disagree. You know, I'm still going to get out the bat. But, you know, let's just not swing at each other is all I'm saying. Series S was a great stopgap between a 1X and a Series X. And I still think it's great if you have a 1440 monitor. Listen, that's how they should have built the Series S, though. That's how they should have built it. It should have been built as a game, I'm sorry, as a system, as a midway. It was built as a next-gen console. It was built as the 1440 machine. Like, go back and look at all the marketing, okay? The marketing was very clearly creating a divide. I'm getting a haircut tonight. This is just a freaking, I look like Wolverine stuck his finger in a light socket. Listen, this the Series S, if you go back and look at the marketing, they were billing the Series X as the 4K box and the Series S as the 1440 box. It's not even close to that, bro. It's not a 1440 box. It's basically a 1080 box. That's not, I don't think that that's cool. I'm, I'm, I don't think that's cool at all. They sold you a bill of goods, man. All you got to do is point to a more important tribe to them. Like maybe that Sony Pony they hate also likes the same baseball team as them. But you can't cure tribalism. I believe that you can. Yo, what's good, Zubair? Zubair, apparently making a brand part of your identity is bad. You might want to look at your relationship with the Dark Roast. <laughs> and Zubair says, you shut your mouth. I appreciate your insight and dialogue each and every day. It means so much to hear different perspectives on outlooks. Thanks so much. I appreciate that, drum man. Or drum man. Cowboy says, Lono, what's funny is people will say that they are diehard Xbox fans and say you're a Sony pony and they'll still come and watch you. Like, why not just watch an Xbox channel? Oh, you know what's funny about that, Cowboy? I noticed this the other day. 
Helix says, it feels like a scam that you can only have two to three next-gen games downloaded on my external, and if I want more storage on the next-gen, I gotta spend another 200. I mean, yeah, internal storage is, is lacking, but it's kind of a perfect storm, is it not? It's like when they give you a really, really nice, awesome new phone, and battery technology's lagging behind, so your battery life doesn't get any better. In fact, sometimes it gets worse. Like, games are getting bigger and bigger and better and better, and therefore that hard drive space is getting more and more small. You know what I'm saying? It's like when your kids get big and the bed suddenly is too small for them. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like the games are getting bigger at a rate and the hard drives are having a hard time catching up. This is why crack and compression is so important on the PlayStation. Anyway. So, Cowboy, I noticed something about that. I think that there are people who... And I resonate with this because I love to debate my you know creature my producer's like he's like you just want to fight he's like you just like to fight and i'm like yeah i'm a short guy who has a 20 foot personality okay i'm 56 but when you're small you got to make up for it in other ways and that's how i made up for it strong personality humor you know being the class clown being in drama right i've always kind of been that so I sympathize and empathize with people that are like, I want to go out here and kind of get in a fight. I want to go out here and kind of get in a sparring match. So I think people gravitate towards, it's like a magnetism toward, well, this guy's going to say crap I don't agree with. And and then they get to come in here and they kind of get to yell at me. Listen, that's why I always welcome that. People will tell you like, oh, he bans people that disagrees with him. Like, no, I love people who disagree with me. I ban people who attack me. There's a difference. There's a giant difference between coming in and disagreeing with me. I love you. I'm going to bear hug you. There are sometimes people that come in and disagree with me, and I don't let them leave. I keep going at them. I keep grabbing their comments. I, 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 I'm, you get over here. We're having a fight, right? But if they come in and attack me, I, I, again, I can't engage with that. 5-6 needs to be fact-checked. <laughs> anyway. You're about two PS5s tall. <laughs> Yo, guys, Feed is in chat saying hit the like button, everyone, and Feed still doesn't have a badge. We have got to take care of my man Feed. We must. We simply must. Attack arguments, not integrity. Yeah, and I think sometimes people really struggle with that. They do. They do. Being over six foot's overrated. Five eleven's the ideal height. Studies have shown. Yeah, I always, I always smack back at people that tease me about being short. I'm like, you know what? I've never needed in a rental car or an airplane legroom. <laughs> so the next time you're crammed into an airplane and you feel like a sardine inside of a can that just wasn't quite big enough, yeah, remember me in that moment. I, when your leg cramps up and you're worried you're going to get a blood clot on an international flight, I want you to remember me because I'm laughing at you. And all of your glorious height. <laughs> I love your delivery and how direct you are. Very new viewer, but I like the environment here. Pit Lord, thank you and welcome. I appreciate you being here. Guys, if you have a badge next to your name, a little joystick, that means you're a member. That means you can get in my members only Discord. 
There's all kind of benefits that are afforded to you. Five bucks a month gets you into members-only daily debriefs, members-only Discord. I do Friday night streams with my wife with members. My wife's playing Redfall this Friday night. She said, she's like, what would a normal non-gamer person think of Redfall? I'm like, let's find out. Let's have you play it. It'll be hilarious. Five gifted members from Raging Snake. He's like, listen, listen, we got to get Feed a membership. He takes us to 81. Thank you. No member for Feed. It went to Neon Blue, Tiger Kim, Timothy Stewart, Soul Broken, and Dave. Personally, I think Dave stole that from Feed. That I, I have no proof, but that's I, I'm just I'm just throwing out a theory. I picture Lono being in uh, economy seat, looking like a kid in Candyland. It's great, just swinging my legs. <laughs> I, I, I'm not that short. Lono drowning in the copium. It's like hurricane made out of copium. A very short hurricane made out of copium. Did you did you mean to type it that many times in one sentence, Zubair? Are you feeling okay? Too intelligent for that much that much that much word repetition. <laughs> You're too much. Oh. Lono been lurking at work. Yo! What's good, Peter Iliak? Good to see you. Mike on to Mike. That's my man right there. Always so positive. Always here. He's a good man. Mike on the Mike gifts a membership, and it goes to Mina Magala. Cowboy says, I get that, Lono. I was that guy in the Stadia community. They used to call me the keeping it real cowboy. People love the drama, and I used to give it to them. What means you can't do it now? What's stopping you? Not sure if the marketing changed, but I saw Phil in an interview say the Series S was basically a 1080-60 box. That's remarkable. I have no badge, too. Too much gifteds? I'm always here. Vito, you'll get one. I believe in Vito getting one today. I do. Here comes five more from Lazaro. I recognize a lot of these names. Good to see No Set here today. Bumping this to 87. So many gifted members. I'm going to owe you guys 20 or more by the end of the day. Hopefully when I gift mine, by then we get guys like Veter and Feed in the fold. Homemade iced coffee with Reforged Roast. Yes, please. Yes, the Dark Roast works really, really good for cold brew and ice brew. That's right. If you guys are interested in my thoughts on the Phil Spencer interview, I will be reacting to that tomorrow. That's a really great reason to hit subscribe. That's a really, really great reason to uh, to make sure you have that bell button checked. That way, you do not miss out on the shows. Daily live shows like this. Let me just do a little station identification. If you've never been here before, if you've never been here before, this is a daily interactive talk show. Not any concern about swearing or cursing I'm safe for work a lot of people treat me like a podcast a lot of people treat me like a radio they uh, throw me on in the background of their day and you can do the same with confidence please don't just tune in for the Xbox Sony drama we cover all kinds of subjects right we've been having a really good turnout for our other subjects car doc Ren gifts one and says oh didn't get it time to gift five He's like, that was a misclick. So we got six members coming in hot from Car Doc Ren. We take care of our own here. Goes to Egress, Jeffrey, yes and no. Make you fade away, Sebastian and Poet Anderson. I recognize Poet Anderson and Sebastian. I know those names. They're here all the time. Thank you guys so much for being here. 
You guys are doing it. We're trying to call our shots. I swear if you type their name before you gift, I swear it helps. I swear we've seen that work before. But have you seen the Phil Spencer interview? I've seen bits and pieces. I have seen bits and pieces. Uh, nice shirt, Lono. May the force be with you. That's right. That's right. Did you read the Jez Corden article? I did. And what was completely absent from his article, this isn't me attacking him. I tweeted and I said this. What's absent from the article is any context about the fact that the director of the game said that Microsoft walked in the room and changed the direction of the game. Like, I don't I don't see how we can ignore that. I, I just, how is that not part of the context? How is that not part of responsibility? I'm not trying to get in an argument. I'd love to have a guy like him on the show and just talk it through. Like, what, why, do you, why do you think this? Why do you think that Microsoft's not responsible at all? How is this good being this hands-off? You're arguing that they're totally hands-off. Okay, I'll grant your point. How is that good? It's not, it's clearly not good. We were told that they were two hands off with Halo and 343. Look how that turned out. Come on. Five gifted members from Hellfire. Masterhand, Stu, Chan, Cubfan, Mantic. You guys got them. That takes us to 98. Oh my word. Gifted member train from all, from the whole community. So many different names gifting members today. Behemoth, Raging Snake, Lazaro, Cardock Ren, Hellfire. So many people gifting members today. This community is just broad and deep. You love to see it. Did they change direction or did they take away a platform? Mo, that's the question. Because I want you to consider something about Redfall. If Redfall has truly been in development for five years and all that happened in 2020 was they dropped a platform and they were doing parallel development, then apparently Arcane Austin is one of the worst developers in history. They're one of the worst developers in history, then. Yo, look at all the members coming in. Look at that. Seven, one from Abe, one from Catwalk, and five from Chapter 8. Look at you go. 105 members. That means we blew past the gold. Next goal is 125. And Finn Freak is here. Good to see you, Finn. OG homie right there. So many people in chat getting members still haven't seen Veter or Feed. Come on, gifted gods. Uh, Feed has it toggled on silent. He gets a gifted membership every month. So does Veter. Every team at Arcane is apparently incompetent. That's what I'm saying. Arcane Austin is apparently... They are apparently the worst developer in history. So they've been developing Redfall for five years. And halfway through development, they got to drop a platform. Bro, they're terrible then. They're terrible. Five more gifted members from Terminal Stupidity. Everybody's taking a turn on the gifted member train. Everybody's taking a turn. Cones, Akuma, Kevin, Devils, JDab, Ark. No feed. Lono, just count members like a bidding war. I wonder how many members we have now. You guys are getting close to that. You guys are going to get close to that stretch goal. Hang on. That's not right. That's not right. Lono's gifted will hit feed for sure. I've done it before and it's gotten him. We're at 3,064. Maintaining, maintaining. Phantom Phoenix gifts a member. 
takes us to 11. 111. 111. Goes to Anthony Blanton. Missed one. Who did I miss? Oh, I missed Toasty. Toasty. Toasty gifts one. And it goes to... Wait, where is Toasty's? Oh, I see it. It goes to Cone. Sorry. Toasty gifts one. Mike and Mike gifts one. Abe gifts one. That's three more. Gee, many Christmas. What are y'all doing? Y'all are going crazy. It's okay. I don't count. Oh, stop it. There we go. We got more coming in. Keithius. I don't. I th- I'm seeing names that have never gifted before gifting for the first time. This is incredible. Look at the ownership this community takes on our gifteds. Vivid, Derek Green, Nathan Martin, Galactus. One more from Vendetta. This guy kicked the game off, the, the, the day off gifting. Game Over Cholo gets one from Vendetta and one to Disingenuous from Nerd Mother. That's two more. One, 21. Can't, I can't even do a talk show right now. Can't even do a talk show. I'm trying to take a sip of my coffee. One from Kale coming in. Good night. Five bucks from Dryad. Thoughts on Jez Corden's new article. What do you mean? I read the one where he said Xbox had nothing to do with it. I already gave you a response. I didn't read. If he's written another one in the last few minutes, homie, I'm here with you. Uh, I I know I seem talented and well-spoken. I'm not reading articles while actively doing the show. That's not possible. Quantum Apothean gets one from True SSJ Havoc. Thank you so much. 123. Come on now. Oh, I successfully got to take a drink of coffee. You think there will be a competitor to Bethesda on PlayStation? I mean, I don't know how you compete with Bethesda. You came in late. Dryad, you typed that question in chat before you super chatted, and I answered you. You just must have missed it. I wasn't scolding you for answering a question that I had answered before. I actually answered you just moments ago. You just must not have heard it. I... I I went on a big long tirade and said, "How is that any better? How is that better if they're if they're not tuned in?" I mentioned uh, I mentioned Halo in my answer to you. I said apparently they weren't involved in Halo either. Yo, one from Bet on Jude Gaming, and it goes to Caroline. It's Caroline Brian taking us to one twenty four. 16 months from Raging Snake. You deserve every coin thrown in your direction, Lono, for your hard work and for the fact that we all feel at home here. Thank you. I appreciate that, Raging Snake. I bumped the mic. Thank you. They compete with Bethesda, with Ubisoft? Maybe. Lawson says, let's land the plane. 125. Nice and clean. DJ gets it. Usually somebody doesn't let this happen. They're like, what? Really? Really? 125 over 125, they'll throw it off. They'll they'll drop one just to be an agent of chaos. Vendetta hitting 25 months, and it's a member plus. This community is awesome. Listen, every single person that got gifted a member today, or every single person that said a member plus, consider upgrading to VIP. We do a VIP end of the week debrief. That's a great way to get yourself out of the gifted member pool. You own your membership at that point. It's 10 bucks a month, but you get that extra unfiltered end of the week VIP stream. Everything else we do for members is for everybody. That's the only thing we do for VIPs. 
We're currently sitting at 249 VIPs, and if we get to 300, I will come up with something that we will do. Maybe we'll roast my gameplay or something. I don't know. There it is. Somebody always does it. Thank you, Abe. 126. It hasn't happened yet, Mama. Abe's gifted goes to Jason. Jason B. Yeah, the Just Dance will probably be next week. Nah. For the outfit? I'm not doing it in a leotard. I agreed I agreed to short I agreed no 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 don't rewrite history. I agreed to short shorts, leg warmers, and a headband, and that's all you're gonna get. And that's only if we hit thirty five hundred. Yo, true SSJ Havoc upgrades to VIP and it hits fifty. 250, I'm sorry, VIPs. Thank you so much, True SSJ Havoc. Got my gaming laptop picked out just for Starfield unless they surprise us with it being on PS5 and the crap box ain't going to my collection. Yeah, I don't think it's coming to PS5. I think my theory is 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 uh, shot the sunshine. Lono, you created one heck of a community. Thank you, Trey. Yeah, shaved beard at 4,000 members. Yes, shaved beard at 4,000 members. <clears throat> no, I am not dancing shirtless. No, we t- oh, we said tank top. I think we said tank top. Can't upgrade, I don't get the option. That's so weird. How short are the shorts? Like 70s high school basketball shorts? Listen, I'm not trying to get banned, okay? All right? I'm not trying to like flop out, fall out, and get banned. <laughs> you guys have to, you, know, you got a ways to go. You hit 3,500 and start asking all these questions. Heard some snippets from Phil Spencer interview. There's some harsh truths to be spoken. Yeah, we will be responding, uh, re- reacting, and covering that tomorrow. We will be doing that. 100%. A $10 tip from Vengeance. He says, happy Star Wars Day. Live long and prosper. You are crazy. Nerd Mother upgrades to VIP, taking us to 251. We're now on the final runway. 49 more to 300. I got to think of something to do for you guys if we hit 300, if we hit 300 VIPs. Uchi Daddy shorts. You guys think the end of the year game of the year is going to have a ton of asterisks as janky patch games seem more prevalent? No, because it's between Zelda and Final Fantasy 16 at this point. I like Jedi Survivor, but I don't think Jedi Survivor is going to stand a chance for game of the year against Zelda or Final Fantasy 16 or Spider-Man 2. And I honestly don't think you got to worry about Final Fantasy 16 or Spider-Man 2 being janky. I don't think you have to worry about that. If we get 300 VIP, if we get 300 VIP gold, will you promise to never talk about your balls falling out of your shorts ever again? We need a Ghost of Tsushima PC port ASAP. I talked about that when I talked about the PlayStation Showcase. I, I think we're going to get some PC ports and announcements at the, at the PlayStation Showcase. <clears throat> no, the hair is never is never on the docket. Never. <clears throat> Chapter 8 says, Stop ruining my enjoyment. 
300 VIP and we get Lono doing things on a ladder uh, ladder calendar for next year? No. Or Hogwarts? Hogwarts might be the sneaky game that steals everything because of its commercial success, but Hogwarts has got a long way to go. It's got to land well on old gen tomorrow, and then it's got to land on the Switch in July. That could really chop it down a peg. It could. Hogwarts is standing tall right now. It could get its shin kicked. It could get its shins kicked real quick. Because it's got to land on old gen. <coughs> Excuse me. It's got to land on old gen and the Nintendo Switch. Lono, do you not just look at Game Pass as it's for budget gamers and to simply help them save money? Like, what more do you want for 10 or 15 and receive 400 plus games? They never marketed that way, cowboy. When have they ever marketed Game Pass in that way? They talked about a big AAA, a, a new, a new big AAA game, like what once every quarter. Game of the Year convo is because of rocky launches. Hogwarts, Final Fantasy 16, Zelda, and possibly Spider-Man Two. My list so far. Yeah, I think Spider-Man Two. My prediction is that Spider-Man 2 blows the doors off the year. Yeah, don't forget about Armored Core. Like, I think Spider-Man 2 is going to blow the doors off the year. I think it's it's going to be a, a next-gen tour de force. I do. Final Fantasy 16 is going to be looking real good, and then Spider-Man 2 is going to get up to the plate and just, kapow, just hit the ball so far. It'll be so undeniable. saw a live with a Ubisoft executive working on Assassin's Creed he was saying the game that a game like Starfield with 8 years of development might cost 200 to 300 million Hogwarts will probably be not far behind the S version on last gen no Starfield I don't I don't think Starfield stands a chance to win game of the year no I bet you Starfield gets nominations the, the challenge for Starfield winning the RPG category will be Final Fantasy 16. It's going up against that game in the RPG category. Immortal was 16 months and it's a VIP. I have a simple hope for the showcase. Bring back old IPs. They have a long list of IPs they could easily bring back. Maybe have some of their smaller studios show us what they're made of. Yeah, if we want to kind of bring the conversation back around, um, I do have a video that we'll be doing today about the PS5 Pro. Uh, we're revisiting that topic. We have covered that before. Um, but, but, we bring things back around to the showcase. I broke the showcase monologue down into all the games that they're, that, that I expect to see from them that we haven't heard from in a really long time. I talked about Avowed. I don't think Fable will be there. Gears might be there only to show off what they've achieved in the Unreal 5 engine. Hellblade 2, I think, will be there. Everwild will not be there. There are rumors that two years ago it rebooted and lost its creative director. Forza Motorsport will likely be there to drive home the release date. Arc 2 might not be there. It's a sore subject because Arc 2 got bumped to 2024 and it was supposed to land in the first six months of this year. It's not even landing this year. State of Decay 3 
may be there given how long it's been since the last game came out outer worlds 2 similar scenario it's been a while since the last game came out perfect dark i don't think will be there that game apparently got rebooted lost its creative director in 2021 lost its director in 2022 it went through a reboot they lost upwards of maybe half the staff crystal dynamics had to be brought in to co-develop it and reboot it so i don't think they'll uh i don't think they'll be there i don't think uh perfect dark will be there the Gears Remastered Collection. You know what? Coalition could come and that could be happening. There were a lot of rumors about the Gears Remastered Edition. I think that'd be good for the showcase. I do. I'm going to be good for the showcase. People like Gears. It's a good piece of property. They could say, hey, we want to show you what we've been working on right now. Show us some Gears in Unreal 5 and then announce and shadow drop the, the Gears uh, collection. They could shadow drop that. That's an easy shadow drop because that's not a console mover. That's just great value add for your consumers. Now, Silk Song being there with an August release date is another thing that people are throwing around. I actually could be convinced that that's going to happen. I could be. I could be convinced that that's going to happen. Forza got to be there. It could be a bit of a sore subject to have Forza Motorsport there because, you know... You know, because there's there's that there's that there's certainly that element of hey, this was supposed to be here in the first half. You know, where is it? And it might be a sore subject. I love a Gears remastered collection. Gears two, especially getting the Halo two anniversary treatment would be beautiful. Kratopsy says, as Spider-Man 2 goes, Insomniac Games did accumulate a ton of experience in the genre with Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Ratchet, and Clank to an extent. I'm telling you, what I would love to see with Spider-Man 2 is they could introduce the Spider-Verse and bring all the rift cracking and breaking stuff that they did in Ratchet and Clank. The Insomniac engine, they're wizards, man. That, That proprietary engine's crazy. Their engine's miraculous. Mantis says, you know another good property they've done nothing with? Remember Cameo? That's a great IP. Gears is a console mover, says Scott. That's not a good shadow drop. Yeah, but a collection? You think a collection would be a console mover, Scott? It, the, the new Gears would be a, a console mover. I don't know about a collection. All fanboys must die, says other games uh, do Gears better, in my opinion. Warframe is one. I don't agree with that. I don't think they do Gears better. I think the latest Gears was really good. I liked Gears 5. That Lum says, I'd love a Gears remastered. Oh, I already read that. Uh, Pierre says gear shadow drop would be legit. Pitlord says that'd be amazing. Slickness says SOD. I love them games. Hope they do an MMO with a massive world. Immortal Turtle says I mentioned it earlier. Something from Banjo, Blue Dragon, Wizard, uh, Wizards and Warriors. Pitlord says I'd love to see a remastered Gears collection. Gears is the reason I bought a 360. Says Eugene. Uh, Chat GPT is going to be their new creative director. <laughs> Scott. Uh, the third game will be good. Oh, State of Decay? I think State of Decay will be a big game for for Xbox. It will be. It'll drive home that multiplayer vibe, you know? Um, Indiana Jones, let's go, says check that game. Where's my Silk Song, says Sane. We gotta get Sane a badge too. We gotta get Sane, Veter, and Feed badges. We got guys with gray names in the chat that should not be gray named. Take care of our people. F the Cat says, that's like saying another Dead Rising is coming. What do you mean? State of... State of the K3 has already been announced. I'm a big Gears fan, but unfortunately none of the cast have been contacted for voice acting. Time for a new era. 
Scott says, I agree a collection would be a good shadow drop. Warframe doesn't get good until about 100 hours in. They're remaking God of War. No new games in the franchise. I think we're going to get a God of War Ragnarok on PC this year in December. I think it's going to be a surprise. I do. Since when is Warframe cover-based gory space marine? That's what I'm saying. What are you talking about? Really nice devs also. Some of the, uh, them stream and talk about the game. Rise Son of Rome 2. Rise Son of Rome 2 would be really good. Rise Son of Rome could be like their God of War. Where's Flintlock, by the way? Do y'all remember Flintlock? Do y'all remember Flintlock? Alright, I'm going to give you your 10 minute warning. 10 minute warning. If you guys want to push this to 150, you got 10 minutes. We have a video about the PS5 Pro and then I'm going to hang out with members after that video, okay? So you have 10 minutes to try to get Feed and Veter and Sane. I'm going to gift members in the premiere. So there's a reason for you to stay, especially those of you that are holding out and hoping to get a gifted member because after the premiere of the PS5 Pro video, I'm going to go hang out with members, okay? You got 10 minutes. That's your that's your 10-minute warning. Flintlock in June? There's no release date. So Flintlock could be a surprise drop, right? They do the showcase on the 11th and Flintlock could land a week or two later. I I thought Flintlock looked really good. I did. I thought it looked dope. Disclaimer, Lona will not be reacting to the Phil Spencer interview today. Be on the lookout for that tomorrow. Thank you so much, Kratopsy. Hang on, I need to do something. Um, where is that room? Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, what's the game where you put cards in the Rift Machine? Nightingale to create the worlds. I think Nightingale has massive potential. Massive potential. To just be a really, really cool little game. I do. I, I It could be awesome. But we haven't heard much from Nightingale. They send me developer emails every once in a while. You can, like, subscribe. I, I don't know what their timelines are looking like. What about Skull and Bones? Uh, it's, I, it, you, nobody wants Skull and Bones as part of their showcase, bro. <laughs> that game is cursed. All right, you got you guys got eight minutes. Eight minute countdown. Eight minute countdown. Let me get this thing ready. Hang on. Um. Okay. We're gonna do. What's today? The fourth. Today is the fourth. Okay. It's gonna be at noon. Premiere. Calm. Oh shoot. Hang on. Do you have a member's thumbnail for me, creature? I need to schedule the member stream first. What happened to Splinter Cell? Right? <laughs> I still think this gen's going to be amazing for games. Listen, Mo, if if we don't get a honeymoon, but we get an amazing cruise vacation, I'm good with that. 
you understand? Like, if the front half of the Xbox gen, this gen, is rough and vacant, but the back half's amazing, dude, I'm good with that. I'll take that. May the 4th be with you. That's right, Reaper. Happy Star Wars Day. The Chrono Odyssey trailer, it's a Korean MMO, so it'll probably be free to play. It'll probably be riddled with pay to win. I'm, I'm, I'm not holding out any hope. It looks amazing. Chrono Odyssey looks amazing. It looks like Dark Souls, God of War, and New World had a baby. It looks wonderful. But, yeah. Those Korean MMOs, man, you gotta watch out for them. Lost Ark came over and really didn't have a lot of that, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of holding out hope, but... You know? Wait, did he already schedule it? Let me see. If that's the case, I'm better off waiting for the next Xbox. Oh, like if the back half of this generation is really, really good. When is Atlas Fallen coming? They're doing something soon, are they not? Atlas Fallen's going to be another Forspoken. I I wouldn't put a whole lot of hope in that game. Trust me. I'm, I'm not seeing or hearing good things about that game. I wouldn't put a lot of confidence in Atlas Fallen. Every single response I had to the honeymoon analogy was even more no, no uh, was even more not safe for work than talking about Lotus Balls. Listen, make sure your VIP chapter eight. I need you here on Fridays because we get unfiltered on uh, <laughs> at the end of the week. <clears throat> Bobby totally forgot about Condemned. It'll be an awesome one to pull out of the lake. Condemned. Do we have a member's thumb? I'm just going to DM him just in case he stepped away. He might not have heard me. $2 from Catwalk. May the Schwartz be with you. Old gen still alive and kicking, and almost all games are still being supported there. I think current gen is going to last a lot longer than previous generations based on the tech. It will likely stay that way for longer than previous ones. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, creature. Creature just crushing the thumbnail game. Crushing the thumbnail game. Let me get set up. You guys are going to get a little stay of execution. Little stay of execution. You're going to get about, you're going to get about 10 more minutes. You're going to get about 15 more minutes, actually. I can't push this as fast as I want to. So you're going to get a little bit more time to try to get to 150 on the member goal and then try to get feed and Veter. And I will gift all the members in the premiere. I'm setting up the member stream right now. I will reuse this. Um, is five pro debrief for members. Um, members only content change that. I think it puts it all the way down here. Alright, I'm going to set this for that time. 
Okay. Are you stalling? I'm not stalling. I I can't schedule a premiere now. I don't have enough time. I mean, I guess we can. I, I guess I have enough time. It's just it's three minutes from now. Scheduling premieres gets funky if you try to do it like right at noon and it's already noon. I didn't think I was going to be able to get it in time. I can get it in time. Give me a second. Okay, let's go noon. Set up the premiere. We'll go calm. Redirect to members. Save. Day at noon. That's in two minutes. Close. Let me go up here. Hang on. This, this, this. Bam. Hmm. All right, in two minutes, we're moving. I will gift the members when we get over there. When we get over uh, to the premiere, so you're going to want to ride the redirect or you're going to want to click the link that I put in chat in just a moment. Because I will gift the members in the premiere. I owe you, what do I owe you? I owe you 25. I owe you a 25 bomb. <clears throat> the Pizza Hut advertising was so good back in the day. Do you remember when Pizza Hut and Book It were like paired together? Oh, I can't hear. Oh, he thought I was stalling. I was like, I'm not stalling. I was legit not think I didn't think we were gonna make it. Okay. I'm going to put a link in chat. Guys, let me check the like count. 50 more likes. I guarantee you there's 50 of you that have not hit the like button yet, especially if you've been lurking and enjoying the background audio in the show. Smash that like button. Then I need to do the exact same thing when we go over to this new video. There's a link in chat. You can click it and head over. You can ride the redirect. When this video ends, it'll take you over there. Or just come back to the channel. It will be the featured video. If you're watching on Kick, you got to come over to the channel, Reforge Gaming on YouTube. And uh, you guys, make sure you go crazy with the like button on these premieres, okay? It really, really helps them. So smash like on your way out on this video. Get us to 600 likes. Stellar day. Head over to this PS5 Pro confirmed. Listen, this person in this article, I really disagree with them. They act like nobody's going to buy a PS5 Pro. This is actually a really good video where I do a lot of disagreeing with the author. It's not just talking about a PS5 Pro, okay? So I will see you guys over there. Thanks so much for watching. Let's head over to the premiere. I'll gift the members, and then we will be able to hang out with members after the video.